0: Damn, dude. Moppy fucking Perry Saturn might be the best Perry Saturn of all time. Moppy even, Perry
1: Saturn is... Ah, dude. Even beyond Mike Lance Tyson, Ford.
0: like, face tattoo Perry Saturn. Yes, please. I'm all in. Are we, like, live?
2: I'm trying to figure it out to see if it is, because as soon as I hit Moppy live, Perry it's, like, Perry, fucking so- dropping like crazy, so...
1: I think I said this on the pod, like, one of our first episodes, but Moppy Perry Saturn... Even That's beyond the Mike really Tyson... Was scripted. Like
0: FaceTime. No way. Picture. That's how that's you sound it.
1: I'm, I'm at an IHOP. I'm like eight. I'm with my grandma. I'm probably older than eight. I don't know what Moppy was. Uh I'm with my grandma. We go up to talk to Perry Saturn, who's sitting here counting hundreds, not mentally handicapped, not with a Mop. <laughs> Yo, we're live. We <laughs> think we're live, dude. We are
2: unfortunately live right now, so that's how we're, we're starting this boy. Oh, no.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, <y'all>. fuck. <laughs> I don't know if you
2: heard us talking about our drawers. I'm sorry. Special this normally. I'm having tech. I was having technical problems. Our top two people you see over here are not wearing pants. And then so, we yeah. just had.
0: I'm not how, butt ass naked, sweating in my seat.
2: Though. We That'd just learned weird. how Pat figured out that wrestling is is all work. is all a work. Is that is? Do we get all of that on the live? Let Pat, me we're see just how catching long everybody been. up. I think we just got. Uh, I was having technical problems. Yeah, you Uh can hear me now. That's good. Sorry about that. We're doing a great.
0: (laughs) We are off to a
2: fantastic. This is a mess. This is a mess. In all all fairness, I wouldn't want this to start any other way. That's that's true. This is the most authentic up and over podcast. Listen, here's
0: the deal, right? This is this is the last Up and Over podcast episode that we're doing before the new year. So firstly, fellas and everybody listening, welcome to the Up and Over podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Marks discuss pro wrestling, where their opinions don't matter, and uh, none of it's a, a real thing. It's all work. Um, I am, you know, I- I'm a guy, and we're going to get to me, but I'd like to introduce the man looks like he's to my right that is the cadillac cowboy himself the one the only that is mr ethan lewis
3: howdy howdy howdy
0: he thought he died a long time ago turns out he didn't we actually have bam bam bigelow on the podcast this week that is uh the man streaming from
4: his
2: (laughs) his living room that looks like a guest bedroom that is casey el gordo gringo glad you appreciate the the jacket here
0: yeah, I wonder if you... Never mind, it's fine. I bet you chain smoke cigarettes. A lot. Something Bam Bam did. <laughs> uh, then I have the eclectic duo down on the right-hand corner. Firstly, the man with the toughest jersey on right now. The one, the only. That is Big Papa C. That is Cortland.
5: What's up, y'all? Glad to be here. Glad it's the end of the year.
0: Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. If I oh. got in a fight in the middle of a street and I wanted somebody next to me it'd be the guy next to him with the Mission <laughs> Impossible 2 hat that's gonna be my buddy, my boy that's Patty
1: yo yo real quick, real quick this is not wrestling related, R.I.P. John Madden yeah R.I.P.
2: John, R.I.P. John Madden
0: R.I.P. John Madden for sure um, I, I just woke up Maybe five, ten minutes ago, I get on here. I have to figure out what to do with all this. And then I get told that I have to do the intro with uh, nothing written down. You don't know how hard it is being
2: Mike (laughs) Klinsky. No idea how hard it is. This man has no pants on. Just gonna. I I have no pants (laughs) on. He's he's the uh, only uh,
1: one. Motherfucker, Winnie the Pooh over here.
0: (laughs) Pantsless podcast for days. Fellas, ladies and gentlemen. The viewers, the listeners of the up and over podcast, since this is the last one that we are doing before the new year's I want to wish you all a happy new year I hope that twenty twenty two whoops ass I hope it brings cool things into your life and really I hope that you get to see all the cool wrestling that is possible in the world um fellas we have we have a doozy lined up today Ooh. um the not a slammy awards that were given out here at up and over podcast um I mean anybody want to cover anything before we dive right
2: into these guys? I mean they were I mean honestly they don't to cover. We just have a bunch of sad shit that just happened over the last couple of days Yeah.
0: Yep. I'd like to say a huge rest in peace to Marcus Crane, one of the uh mm-hmm. the more prolific deathmatch wrestlers in the past decade I'd say in the United States. Uh passed away super suddenly at the age of 33. Um, yesterday, which is, I mean, you're talking uh, you know, a five year difference between him and me, right? So it's like hitting home. I mean, I know Casey's like 74 with like grandchildren. Um, So he's way past that. But 33 is very young. It's super sad. Um, And so I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Marcus Crane. Uh, Rest in peace there for sure.
2: And we just had the anniversary of of the one... Uh. And of the only, exalted one,
0: of the exalted yeah. one, Mister Brody Lee, Luke Harper, Big Rig, whatever you knew him as, uh, that that man was pretty entertaining, y'all. Uh, yeah. And everybody that speaks about him that ever got to talk with him only says that he was an angel. Um, and so, uh, man, what a what a terrible year without him around. Like, I, there's so much that you question with AEW with. If Brody's around, like, what's it look like? What's the what's the landscape like, right? Because they were running with, uh, it was him versus Colt Cabana's what they were building for. Yeah. And so I always think like, what was coming of that? Like, where would Colt be on the on the card? Like, what would have happened? Um, and so it, it is very very sad. Um, Brody leave forever, man, for real.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. I just
3: can't. Uh, I can't believe it's been a year already. That's the dude. weirdest. Thing. Yeah, I'll never. Great,
0: I, we were eating. We were eating Christmas dinner, um, because we do Christmas, like, after. And uh, my brother just shows me his phone, and it just says, R.I.P. Brody Lee. And I was like, oh my god, like, what happened? Uh, So, certainly something that I'll I'll live with, for sure. Like, remembering, like, I'll I'll always know where I was when he, like, his passing was announced, which is miserably sad. Um, Mm -hmm. But fellas fellas let's let's say one positive thing here right one positive thing uh for me in the past week is that i didn't have to see michael cole's bitch ass interact with anybody on twitter cuz he has me blocked i
2: fucking knew <laughs> uh, didn't have to hear anything racist from king that's oh, yeah, that's
0: fair didn't have that's to sit through man. a a tory wilson don marie segment hopefully those are in 2021 and don't come back um <laughs> oh, man, man, oh man! All right, fellas, let's jump in. We have the end of year awards presented by Up and
4: Stagger Over, two. <laughs> Snickers, PlayStation, PlayStation Two.
0: Um, guys, I'm going to dive right into the first one I have written down, and that is going to be our newcomer slash rookie of the year. Now, this is one that I had a a difficult time figuring out in my brain. However. Today, somebody struck a light bulb in my head and turned that son of a bitch on. Um, Was it Veer? Casey, <sighs> Send Veer. This has been the Up and Over podcast. <laughs> you guys have a great day. Um, <laughs> Casey, since you want to have a smart-ass mouth about it, let's start with you, bud. Who do you have as your uh, rookie of the year? Who Who is the first award that you are given out today?
2: Man, we're just we're, – this, this is just like one of those ones where it's like – is there like really anyone that was super duper impressive besides Hook? The man was over (laughs) before he even got in the fucking ring. (laughs) He's he's turned the entire internet community against him in one match because he no sold a couple spots that are identical to his dad's. Those are losers. (laughs) If
3: you're mad, that fucking pile driver, go the fuck on. The boy's sixteen years old. Jeff said Veer, a.k.a. the no, Funkasaurus. Wait. <laughs> the Funkasaurus.
4: <laughs> I like how
2: everyone just went
4: with it. <laughs> I was like he's, like,
2: he's he's young. He's young. He's got a lot of charisma in him for being in the ring for two and a half fucking minutes. And, like, oh, yeah, if you literally, like, a bunch of people, including Taz himself, fucking put side-by-side videos of, like, doing exact Taz and ECW spots, I'm like, fuck it. Let the kid have it. Yeah. Yeah, his finisher is
0: so sick. He looks very clean and crisp in what he does. I love that pick, Casey. Is there anything else that you wanted to add to that before we pass it off to uh, the Cadillac Cowboy, am I right? Send
2: it on over. Ethan. Right.
3: <laughs> so the Newcomer Rookie of the Year award its always been something that's hard for me. Not as hard as an award we're going to get to later. But it's uh, like, because wrestling's cat, so you know. weird because it's, you know, for me, it's like, who is really a rookie? You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these people will pick. Hook is a very good one because Hook dressed, literally just came onto the scene, you know, but sometimes in PWI and stuff, you'll see newcomers and rookies of the year who have been wrestling six and seven years, and then you're like, is this person – can you consider this person a newcomer and rookie? So it's always hard for me to figure out who should be picked for this. But this year, there were several good picks, Hook being one of them. But my pick is a man – who showed up to work and made the best out of a rough situation? Dante Martin, primarily a tag team wrestler. His brother gets injured, and not only does he still sh- show up on TV, he steals the show. I mean, aside from Hook, I mean, who else has shown up, you know, that's super new and fresh, hasn't been in other companies, hasn't been on the Indies, hasn't been in Japan. Um, and he just shows up, and he's given all these opportunities, not just spot matches. You know, he worked that match with Malakas Black, you know, super impressive working underneath, selling. I just think Dante Martin's the newcomer of the year, and that's my pick.
2: There's a, there's um, a couple we, of Dantes in the chat already. So. Yeah, we, we have some We have some Dantes.
0: Uh, Jeff is very excited that you said Dante. He said, there you go, Ethan. Uh, you have... Uh, Colby in the chat saying, if you're not a hooker, you're wrong. Uh, we have a do drop. I didn't want to acknowledge the do drop in the chat. Right, do uh, drop.
2: Alex over here going do drop.
1: <laughs> he miserable.
0: Uh, Pat, let's, let's jump over to you, my friend. What do you have All for right.
1: us? I, uh, I agreed with Ethan. I went Dante Martin. It's between Dante Martin and hook, obviously. Um, but Dante Martin to me, like you said, man, he came in with a bad situation. He's a wrestler that I've watched literally get better in front of my eyes. Like. -hmm. From you know, from the start to finish, I'm still with Dante Martin. I'm still on Dante's team. I might be a hooker next week. Who knows?
4: You're a hooker always. You can (laughs) be both.
0: These are not mutual exclusive things. Um, Cortland, what do you have for us, my friend? I picked Dante Martin as well, and
5: uh, it's mostly just for uh, like Ethan said. He's just putting on these matches that are taking over whole shows. Um, I'm thoroughly interested in what he's doing. He hangs with the best of them. And uh, I'm really excited to see what his next year holds for him. I think it could be really good.
0: Yeah. Um, Especially if Darius does come back, right? You can definitely see, like, a top flight tag team title run, potentially Mm -hmm. just depending on where Darius is. But uh, uh, It's sick, man. I I love it. Um, Top flight
2: security, Craig. So...
0: (laughs) So I I knew Hook was going to be on here. I knew Hook was going to be said, but I'd like to tell you guys what I have written down. Um yeah. Was there ever any doubt? Hook has been absolutely uh he's absolutely taken over the wrestling world, leading pro wrestling tea sales since his merchandise was released on the site, and he's only worked two matches which were awesome. Um I wanted to leave you with my favorite lyrics of his theme song The Chairman's Intent by Action Bronson, and then I'll get into my runner-up who I who I really want to go with, right? Because Hook is such an easy answer. But um, my favorite lyrics here are, I started clapping when the chef brought the duck to the table. That shit was shining like an angel. I never trust a dude named Angel. Long steel four-fifths turn him to an angel. Um, Jesus. I just thought it was... Uh, <laughs> damn, Hook. <huh? laughs> Hook is ready to kill somebody. Red rum uh, indeed. Red rum indeed. Yeah. Um, my, my runner-up... Because I couldn't find any other uh, matches of his beyond 2021, like into 2020 or, or earlier. Um, I'm going with Ninja Kamikaze Mack, y'all. Uh, has there been a more exciting independent wrestler in the year 2021 than Ninja Mack? Um, he is absolutely must-see every time he steps into an independent ring. Uh whether it be uh for GCW he was doing a, a lot of stuff on the collective and and down in Tampa with little tiny um it, like indie like uh, companies he's a legitimate athlete, and if he can establish himself as a really solid storyteller, not even like a great storyteller right but a <laughs> mid card storyteller, th- there's no ceiling for him um yep. and I'm willing to bet that he makes that jump. Uh, Ninja Fuck Mac deserves a hell of a lot more eyes on his talents in 2022. And
3: that is who I'm going with.
4: Okay.
3: I will say on Ninja Mac, um He to me is kind of what like there's to me on the Indies there's always been that one guy every year or two who's like obviously a spotty guy like that high flying guy who's like oh that dude just innovated what everyone before him did. You know, you had the Matt Sidells, then you had the Ricochets, then you had Will Ospreay, and to me Ninja Max, the one for 2021, you know, I feel like he could easily follow in the footsteps of all those guys. Um, and Mike, I know, you know, uh, they had him wrestle that match against eras and GCW. Yeah. That was, I, I really liked it cause they didn't work spotty. You know, they were trying to tell a little bit of a story and it showed that he can't, you know, he's got potential in that, in that regard too. So for sure. Uh,
0: that's a guy that I would love to see. And he apparently has turned down multiple contract offers from different companies. Um, and, and, dude, he's just enjoying wrestling, and I'm telling you, man, if you have not seen Ninja Mac, do yourself a favor. You're selling yourself short. Um, we'll move on. Uh, we have up next on the docket, show of the year. And we are going to start with one. Mr. Cortland, let's go down to you, my friend. Uh, I have two, but I'm going to make it short and sweet. I believe uh, I on, have a dude. personal
5: one. Um, my personal is, I believe if I'm right, is Fight for the Fallen Dynamite that happened in Charlotte, North Carolina. Sure, or, uh, sure, sure. That's my personal, uh, that's show the of Nick the year. Nick Gage one, no? Yeah, yes. Nick Gage yep. and Chris there, Jericho. Deathmatch. Uh, fantastic match. That crowd was hot as it gets. Um, so that's my personal show of the year, but overall, man, you got to look at all out all Out 2021 is the one. Um, you had so many debuts, amazing matches. And uh, I felt like everyone walked away from that pay-per-view saying that that might have been one of their favorite pay-per-views of all time. I mean, people were comparing it to not to talk about them, but like WrestleMania 17, you know, like people oh, were comparing it. To, I like remember Santa where Vegas. I
0: was when WrestleMania 17 was live. I remember where I was. And I will mm-hmm. always remember where I was for All Out. I absolutely do understand that. Um, yeah, what so was your I favorite match on that card?
5: I-, I can't say that
4: just yet. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. okay. I like that. It.
0: I like that. Tease me, Cortland. Cortland, anything else that you wanted to add to your answer with All Out 2021? I know I cut you off a little bit there, Ma.
5: Um, yeah, just uh, the main thing about uh, Dynamite, like us going to that one, the fight for the Fallen, that was so cool. Was it was my first time seeing a death match in person. Um, it's certainly a spectacle. However, um, I do think death matches go a little too far a lot of times, mm. and uh, <clears throat> which is really wild for me to just like be such a big ECW fan, but looking at death matches now. And like how far we've taken it, um, it's it's just getting kind of out of hand. And I just want to point out, like the be safe in the ring. Just because it makes show of the year or one of my favorite matches of the year doesn't mean it's particularly the greatest thing you've ever done. <laughs> you almost killed yourself <laughs> for ten thousand people. It's like it's it's ridiculous.
0: Um, yeah, just stay safe. Stop
5: trying to hurt each other so much.
2: I like it. I like it, yeah. Casey. What'd you have for show of the year, my friend? So, I went a little different with it, and I think it is more of a sentimental reason, but I gave it to Final Battle 2021. Just Ooh, because respect. it's it's the last of We don't like it's it's like weird cuz like I don't want to like kind of keep saying like, "Oh, like this is the end of ROH whatever" because like there is the talks that they're coming back in some capacity, but we just don't know. So like tentatively this is the last ever final battle and like obviously like yeah i I don't think if you put it up next all out it's gonna even fucking come remotely close (laughs) but like i do believe that it's it just gets my 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 well done boys because it was a good one and they even had some problems last minute and they were able to pull out you know Mm-hmm. able to pull out some shit and then we even still have a couple of things that are like in the air like where we have like champion versus champion for the women's title that's mm. supposedly still supposed to happen so
4: yeah I, I like back it. that
3: one I back that one really hard I mean whether it's going to be looked at as as on par of a show with All Out it's still one for the history books you know you no one's ever going to forget the, the last final battle or even if it's just a hiatus and ROH pops back off. That still was the end of an era yeah. and a big era, you know?
1: A very big one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pat, let's jump back to you, my friend. What do you have for
1: show of the year? I'm going with All Out, man. Like, man, that was easily one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen. And I don't want to sound like a mark, but, I mean, deadass. It was easily one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen. seen. It's, it's good as fuck. Every match is tight. It's, like, one of those pay-per-views that, like, you watch back and you kind of lose track of how – like long it is because it's just like you're just glued you're just watching the shit and mm-hmm. i'm not going to say my favorite matches on that shit because you know there's <laughs> other questions to be asked later on this right. so just,
4: sure. <laughs> sure
0: um ethan you and i had briefly discussed this and i feel like we might have the same answer um but <laughs> i will pass this off to you my good friend <clears throat> Okay. But, uh, what what's, what's, is your
3: show of the year We'll split the difference, but my show of the year, as well as what I'm pretty sure Mike says, is Double or Nothing from AEW. Me and Mike both attended All Out and Double or Nothing, Um, both experiences I'll never forget in my life. Um, Hands down, the best wrestling experiences I've ever had. Um, But to me, what sets Double or Nothing apart is two big things. One is the first time myself, Mike, and Donnie as friends who bonded over wrestling ever went to an event together which is a crazy first one for us all um and two it was the first show back after covid for aew with full full fans um so after everything we all have went through in that year and for it being our first one together as friends just that feeling when that show started and Russ, wrest- you see the wrestlers come out and there's people that just everyone's energy is all one You know what I mean? For so long, we were watching TV, and it's so dull. You know, not dull, because I don't want to shit on empty arena wrestling, because you had to do what you had to do. But just feeling that bond with all of those fans and with those wrestlers, just everyone in that moment again, just a crazy fucking feeling. And there was a pre-show match, but the first match on the main card was Hangman, Page and Brian Cage. And not to steal another point I know Mike's going to bring up, but when Hangman comes out, you know what I mean? And that's the, you know, that's also when you knew, because a lot of people wondered during the pandemic, who's really still over? Are the fans still with Hangman? You know what I mean? Are they still with him? And when he came out in that place, fucking came unglued, you know, chills stand up on me right now just thinking about it. Um, And then one last thing I want to mention on it before I pass it to Mike. Um, One of my favorite matches of the year was uh, Moxley and Kingston versus the Young Bucks and, Honestly, the moment I'll remember most from that show is the John Mox and Eddie Kingston entrance. Um, I don't know if it came across on TV mm. as strong as it did there, but dude, when Wild it, Thing yeah. hit and I looked over and all me kicked that door open, dude. I wanted to fucking shoot through the goddamn sky. Just <laughs> and, and, and and that was another one too where you saw like somebody who you were like, All right, this person came on up in the pandemic, you know, let's see how the crowd reacts to him, Eddie Kingston. They're chanting his name during him and Moxie's entrance. You know, they get in the ring and pose. They're chanting, Eddie Kingston. You, you know what I mean? It's just like, damn, seeing that guy get his moment to feel what the fans felt towards him after, you know, six or eight months of being in this new territory, diving into deep water. You know, I know that had to mean a lot to him to finally get in front of the AEW fans and feel that back. You know, just that me and Mike and Donnie got to be a part of that will stick with me forever. Not to get sentimental. I'm <laughs>
0: You stole my fucking thunder, buddy. Who's cutting onions? Um, no, Ethan hit the nail on the head, man. It's it's double or nothing, May 30th, 2021. Um, there's something endearing about Daly's Place, right? There's something very endearing, and if you have the opportunity to, I would tell you to go to a show that AEW's running at Daly's Place. It is, yeah. it, it feels home, you know? It feels like AEW's house, you know? Um... I'm upset that Ethan didn't mention the uh, the, the pre-show card, or the the, the match on the pre-show, was which amazing. was Serena Deeb defending the NWA Women's Championship against Riho. Um, mm-hmm. And there was, like, the sun was setting, it was hitting the ring perfectly, and there was, like, let's go Riho, let's go Deeb, like, dual yeah, chance. Um, it felt man- like a
3: mania main event or some <laughs> shit,
0: dude. I'll <laughs> tell you what, man. right? I'll tell you what. Yeah. This was special for a multitude of reasons, right? Firstly, I had done WrestleMania with my brother this year. I had done a a ton of GCW stuff. I did a dynamite, but it wasn't really full, right? There wasn't a ton of fans. This was packed, man. We got sunburned standing in in the sun waiting for doors, right? We get in. Liz is with us. It's four of us. It's Donnie, Liz, Ethan, and I. And Liz is like, I just kind of came along for the ride. It's fine. Dude, the spot when Hangman gets on the top turnbuckle and does a moonsault to the outside. I watched Liz be the first person to grab her shit, stand up like, let's fucking go. And that was it, man. That was the moment that I was like, this is beyond what I expected this to be. Like, this is like the coolest shit that you could be a part of. So um and then you like you said ethan uh the mox kingston entrance was crazy uh, eddie kingston has said that that moment is when he knew that he belonged in aew which mm. is awesome uh, and then you also had hangman pages entrance was i thought like there was multiple times in the night where i had to grab on ethan because i thought i was going out because i was going nuts like it was crazy oh, he was he
4: looked
0: um yeah, yeah 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 one this like specific moment was evil uno coming out in the casino battle royale i was losing my mind it was Mm. so loud and i had to grab ethan because i was like my shit is going tunnel vision i'm going down fellas this is a bad day (laughs) um so yeah that that pay-per-view was uh was an experience for sure um moving forward
2: i just want to say i keep forgetting that mike has a fucking ski mask on and so when I, like, yeah. look away at, like, the stream and all the things to make sure everything's okay, and I look back up, and I'm like, oh, god damn it. I'm like, what the fuck is it's happening? Just, it's <laughs> just crazy
1: how sentimental you're being in this ski mask
2: right now. Ski mask and a fuck. Michael Cole. fuck Michael Cole. We're just, like, we're just wrecking
4: right now. Fuck
0: it, dude. All right. All right. All right, fellas. We're getting into our tag team of the year. And I'm going to take point on this, fellas, because I want to get mine out before any of y'all do. Are you sure? sure that? No, no, no. No, no, no. If one of y'all have the same tag team as me, something's wrong. Okay. I went a different route on some of these. And mine is anticipation moving forward with a tag team. With that in mind, the tag team I am most excited for out of this year is Kings of the Black Throne. That is Malachi Black and Brody King. Good one. You're so
3: pro
2: wrestling gorilla. Uh, tag technically team champion. speaking, they are they are tag team champions tag team somewhere, team. so it's it's not even like a future Absolutely. thing. They are technically current tag champs, so however, in the landscape
0: moving forward of television wrestling, Uh-oh. there's some uh dark future on the way, I think, with Malachi Black and Brody King. Um I didn't realize how much I needed this pairing until it was announced that the pairing happened at three men this far, uh, or six, or four. It was four. It's four. It's fine. No, um, it was Pick a number. It was is it six? <laughs> yeah. um, <No>. Anyways. <laughs> at, at three men right? When I saw that that was the pairing that they're running with and they put the titles on them, ask Ethan, man. I was stunned. Um, and that is something that I need in my life now. Um, So with that said, I'm going to jump it down to El Gordo.
2: Casey, what do you have for me, my friend? This was fucking the hardest goddamn one for me. Because like, it's like hard because it's just like, I I love tag team wrestling. I There's a lot, it's like, it's just hard. Like my heart wants to go with fucking FTR because like they make me happy. Like I love yeah. that it's like for it's till the day that those two fuckers retire they're going to keep the old school fucking style. We're wrestling, baby. We're they they are wrestling. We're we're not we're good <sighs> at wrestle. Um I'm going to go with them, but I have to tip the cap unfortunately to the fucking young bucks and I don't want yes. to. Yes. Like I don't want to. I don't like it. Yeah, turn the heater on, Casey. Turn Fuck. it on. <laughs> I like like in in the the in the episode none of you were ever gonna hear. I set them over.
4: Oh man! I just I you feel like
2: I feel like a lot of things. Most importantly, I do just feel like it's the same kind of thing coming with Cody right now. I'm just tired of seeing your fucking faces. I, I feel like, especially with with, I do feel like AEW is kind of falling into this problem that even though they have fucking two versions of dark, they've got a rampage and they've got a dynamite. I'm still seeing the same handful of people, and yeah. I feel like AEW got a lot of groups of people, and I'm not seeing a lot of them. I'm seeing like weird ideation, like iterations of them. Like I'm seeing one half of like the was it the varsity blondes with fucking flying brian we got them doing sing- we're doing si- we're doing singles matches but we're a tag team like why why aren't we showing them instead and and i'm getting more buck stuff like that's where i'm at with it like i don't want to ramble forever but i'm gonna give it to ftr they're gonna be my tag team take someone else take it before a riot starts i don't know
0: <laughs> I like it. Let's go over to Pat. Pat, what you got for me, my friend? What was your tag team of the year in 2021? All
1: right. I went with the Young Bucks. Like completely. For all Immediately of the year. Piss <laughs> Immediately pissing <laughs> casey off. Immediately pissing I went with
4: the Bucks. I, was with,
1: I went with the Young Bucks. Um just this entire year. They just had a fucking stellar year. And I and I'm glad that right now what they're doing is chilling the fuck out because we saw a lot of them this year. Yeah. And they're kind of kicking it. They're not You know, they've had some crazy matches. I will say this though, Mike, um, I know this is a podcast based off of opinions, but the right answer to this question is literally what Mike said. That is the most exciting thing to happen in tag team wrestling right now. And uh, I honestly wish that was my answer. So I will say that. (laughs)
0: Boys, I gave this some thought because I know you (laughs) all are, we, we have it in our tagline, right? It's mm-hmm. a like a wrestling podcast where a bunch of marks discuss it, right? And so I know you fuckers are marks. I had to go a different route than you sons of bitches. So I had to go <laughs> off the beaten
4: path.
3: I like it. I had it. to figure it out. Your, your mission was to go off the beaten path, and you've succeeded so far. Yes. Oh, buddy. <laughs> it's buddy. Gonna get, it's going to get weird tonight. <laughs> I love it. Pat, I love that you went with the
0: Bucks. Uh, Casey, I love hearing that you gave the Bucks some props. Cortland, if you say it's lay sex gods because you have that Chris Jericho jersey on, I might, I might hang up.
2: <laughs> hang up. Episodes ending early, boys.
4: <laughs> now um, Just hanging it up. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna go with
5: my runner up first. I'm gonna go ahead and get one out. Uh, I think the Usos deserve their flowers. Um, I do not watch a lot of WWE programming, however, you cannot deny that. Jay Uso has wrestled his motherfucking ass off this year and everything I've seen him do looks fantastic. Um, Obviously him and Jimmy are just, they're just so great together. Um, And the stuff they're doing with Roman, people can hate it and shit on it all they want. I think it's the best thing that company has at the moment. Um, I enjoy Roman being this person. I think that it it only benefits him to be this character. Um, and him working with Paul for the stint that he did, I feel like it's only going to benefit him even more. And if you go back and you look at the Jay Uso and Roman Reigns Hell in a Cell match, it's truly phenomenal storytelling. And I don't think any other tag team would have made you feel the way that they made you feel in that match. Um, so that's my runner-up for this year. But it is the Young Bucks. And the numbers don't lie, bud. The numbers don't lie. You look at their... You look at how great this year has been for them between Dynamite, Rampage, and these pay-per-views. Everyone wants to be around them. Everyone wants to wrestle them. Every single company wants the Young Bucks. And they want everybody else. They want to genuinely prove that they're one of the best. And I want it to be FTR for me FTR is my favorite tag team I want it to be but I can't say that I rated any FTR match as high as I've rated multiple Young Bucks matches this year so Young Bucks 100% you deserve every flower this year thank you for almost destroying your body for my entertainment
1: creasing up all those shoes creasing up all those sneakers I mean
5: dude right <laughs> i mean um and not to mention it's just like being the elite it's another piece of pro wrestling that i get to watch every week and it's thanks to them that i'm more entertained they should buy more pro wrestling you yeah. know so like, they give you another 15 20
0: minutes or 15 to 30 minutes of of non-wrestling wrestling yeah uh, exactly. that's still it all correlates into their storylines too that's what people don't oh, realize yeah. with being the elite it's is that summer, it's summer, all storyline driven Um, We do have a a handful of FTR only's. Uh, Yes, FTR, we have the uh, Colby and Hunter both in the chat. Uh, Hunter said that Casey is on fire. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if he means literally, but... I'm on fire! (laughs) Hunter might be a little too stoned for that one. Um, (laughs) Then we have uh, Jordan. Jordan just got here, said sex gods forever. Then I hope he leaves. Uh, I don't mean that. Please don't leave.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> he also said the bloodline story is hot garbage <laughs> but, yeah, the, said, but, Usos are but the Usos are
0: incredible um, and uh, I do see Alex in the chat as well she said inspiration would be hers um, and I love oh, that yeah. hey. how do you not love him um, yeah. that leaves that leaves the cowboy himself that leaves Ethan Lewis Who'd you, who you got here bud
3: alright guys well I've got two... Y'all think I'm about to go off every
2: time I start off with this I just shit. want the most obscured fucking tag team I've never heard of before. Oh, no, this is gonna, <laughs> you're you're going to no, hang up here in a minute, because this is going to be some Young
3: Bucks love, buddy. You no, know, listen. No, okay. Well, it is. But I have, <laughs> I, I, have I have two honorable mentions runner-ups I'm going to cover real quick after I go through. But the Young Bucks are my pick. Um, I just truly... I've gone on record. I don't know if I've gone on record. I've had conversations with people. I, I I think the argument could be made that Young Bucks are the greatest tag team of all time. You've had, who has been more consistent and had these, like, here's the thing. You have the matches like the Trios match at Full Gear, where, okay, Casey's mad, at Full Gear. Where, <laughs> a, I'm just going to say, that's a bold, shake that's his a head. bold statement. <laughs> but it's a bold <laughs> statement. Let's get into it. Tell me, so team, mad. tell me a team who has competed at this high of a level month in and month out for 12 years. Tell me a team who on top of that changed wrestling and put up and basically co-founded a company to rival Vince McMahon for the just, first time in Just 15 because
2: years. I don't fucking like it doesn't mean you're not right. I can still fucking hate the opinion. Just, there we go. <laughs> it's just a
3: bold fucking statement. I I just, I mean, they're my favorite tag team of all time. And anyway, we're not debating that. The Young Bucks this year, I agree. Sometimes AEW, I'm like, damn, I'd like to see somebody besides the Bucks. But then if you think about it, you know, what other team has that big time feel with their matches? What team has that, you know, just everything the Bucks do is on such a higher level, it feels. You know, and that's not even me as just a fan. It's just like, because one of my honorable mentions, going to shock a lot of you, is FTR. I've never been, and y'all all all know this. You know how I am. Um, FTR's never been a team I've bent over backwards for. You know, I liked the revival match with DIY and NXT, you know, and I've liked things here or there. Other things, I've been like, I could care less. One of the greatest tag team matches of all time. Go ahead. Yes. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, I shit on NXT a lot, but that was one of those matches where it's like it's undeniable that shit fucking ruled. Um, But with FTR, the reason I want to mention them this year is uh, this is the first year where they've really grown on me. And where I felt like drawn to them, where I'm like, damn, I want to see FTR do this, or like, damn, FTR is fucking so good. Do,
2: do you think adding Tolly helped with that, or is it just like the more time seeing them? What I think it is, is I feel like they have found their place more so than they have in
3: any other company prior. Like right now, this role they're in, especially that trio's match with Punk and Darby and Sting and all that, it's like they're so perfect in that role. You know what I mean? It's just like, I feel like they started finding a groove, you know. Before it felt like, you know, for instance, you know, the pandemic I think contributed because the fucking dream match with the Bucks was to no fans, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, not to attribute everything to fans and stuff, but I don't know. This year it just really started clicking for me, um, and I think they're fucking awesome. So I wanted to mention them. Um, I guess everything that needs to be said about the Bucks has been said. You know, their year cannot be denied. Um, I'm glad they're taking a step back. Like Pat said, mm. I think they're better about that than it seems. Rest them bones. Yes, yes, sir. Rest up, fellas. Because my thing is, dude, these guys like before AEW even started, their bodies were beat to shit. Yes. you yeah. know they were fucking doing indie takers off the fucking. I mean, how many times have they for. gotten their heels
5: worked on? Like, dude. dude, it feels like every year one of them's like broke my heel, yeah.
0: like. Pulled something He'll swallow it. What I happened? Thought, I don't know. Like it's just they're crazy. Man.
2: I don't know. I'm Can gonna you go get too many super break. He said it's
5: not broken, and it's like, Literally.
3: dude, yes it is. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: He's broken.
4: That photo <laughs> says it is. You know, who
0: was the other? Who was the other tag team that
3: you had? The, as the last mention? honorable mention I just want to mention is uh, Zach Saber Jr. and Tai Chi. Um, yeah. They've been yeah. IWGP Heavyweight Tag Champs almost all year. They've dropped him one or two times, but it was just quick changes. But man, New Japan's had a New Japan's had a hard year. But guys like Saber Junior and Tai Chi are the unsung heroes because man, they were wrestling forty minute title matches to almost no fans against Naito and Sonata, just like night in and night out. And it's just like, damn, you know what I mean? They're not like a favorite tag team of mine. I do love Zach Saber Junior and Tai Chi's a fucking hoot. But I mean, those guys busted their ass this year. They held gold man. in one of the biggest companies in the world. What's up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hoot, just, baby. We hoot
5: tachi's just a hoot. Tachi's a hoot. Tachi's
0: a hoot, Tachi's a hoot. Love awesome. Zach Saber Jr. Tachi's a hoot. I love you. Mike, though. give it to me, man. Um like I said, Kings of the Black Throne, for sure. Um, I wanna <laughs> tell you about the chat that's happening. <laughs>
4: What's um, happening? Yeah.
0: Hunter, Hunter responded, I am stoned, but his face when Court said Young Bucks, uh, he looked like he wanted to die. um then i guess i guess casey still was wearing oh no this is probably when he started talking to ethan this is this Uh, is where ethan
2: yeah when he had had
0: seen the boy is mad and then uh jordan said angry casey um and then uh jordan also said do the flames grow when casey gets madder is it like super (laughs) saiyan power-up (laughs)
2: Um, it's been like really hard to like pay attention to all the good points that Ethan's been saying and then this fucking nonsense this chat is is, is insane
3: Uh,
0: we also have have Alex with a hoot in chat (laughs) um, be sure to like five hoots (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's take a pause, real quick. If you're here and you're not subscribed to the Up and Over podcast on YouTube, feel free to press that 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 little red button. Or it might be gray like if you're us. on if you're on dark mode.
5: And if you like us, it helps this
3: video get into other discovery pages. There's a little in YouTube. There's a little. Press that like
2: button. Little thumbs like, up button. Share.
3: Comment after this thing's over with. Tell your friends. Tell everybody, man. Over and over. It would be a, a, real,
2: a real hoot if you pressed that little thumbs up button. Look at that. that nice old, couple a couple more. A real right big there. hoot. Hold
3: up. Dead ass. I just saw the likes go from four to seven right after we <laughs> <the> said
2: <second. laughs> <laughs> <That's what laughs> it. We do. Go and click it. Um.
0: Okay. Okay. You want to talk about Mr. Scheme-ass getting sentimental? We're going to do it here in a minute.
2: Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, this
0: is going to be your moment of the year. And I... Oh, you you bef, see Mr. Bef, Stretch over bef, there?
2: Before, Really fast, because I... I it, this is, we didn't get to talk about this, because you fucking showed up a minute and a half before we had to go live. Uh, That's true, I woke you up. You did sorry. add two more to this, and I just want to know... I just, Want to make sure that we had to, those let's kids. talk them in now. Let's talk them in now, so we're not sentimental because oh, I will wait. cry. It's we're fine. gonna get we're gonna get sad. Wait, wait, but wait. Wait, <laughs> he just talked in two surprises. Wait,
5: what
0: the fuck? <laughs> no, it's we're... fine. If you don't have it, you don't have it. It's fine. Mike, I just wanted to mention me the, some stuff. Ask me the questions. Ask. me. Rivalry of the year. Oh.
5: Mm. Got mine off. Rip. Go. Rip. Go, off <laughs> Go on ahead. It's MJF and Darby, dude. I'm sorry, it's good stuff, and i'm I'm not a huge Darby fan because I don't like people that just wanna die, but like it's it's <laughs> insane this the match that they pulled out of all out um it is not however, uh that's probably my personally favorite match of all out uh would be that match uh I think this rivalry has just been going on and on. They follow each other everywhere they go. And I mean, this time was no different. They beat the shit out of each other and they almost stole the whole show. Um, and it was an opener. So, I mean, the blow yeah. off of them is amazing. Uh, I've touched on it before with the punch of the, uh, the dynamite diamond and then the headlock takeover pin. I mean, what a fucking, Oh man, it's this rivalry no. will never end. And I hope <laughs> it never does. I hope that they do this literally forever. Like if, WE is genuinely oh. wanting. If WE wants MJF, you have to bring Darby with him.
4: Yeah,
5: <sighs> because that's the only way that that's just gonna make sense for anyone over there. In my opinion, but I'll I'll back him.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna let Pat breathe so he can marinate in his head and figure these things out. Okay, uh, Pat, just to get you on the on the, the fast track to the next one, so you can ponder that one too. Worst moment of the year. Dude your dishonorable mention here. Right?
4: <laughs> Dude
1: drop field turn. Oh, Jesus fuck. All
4: right.
0: Well, um we have one person rivalry of the year. Uh Arn Anderson versus Gravity from uh Winley Mania. <laughs> <laughs> Um MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. is an honorable mention just for the insults.
4: Let me say he was
2: gonna bored him. Alex Alex's Miro versus God. We got that one in there. Miro versus God. 100. Yep. Um, 100%. Let's go
0: with Fuck. Let's go with Ethan. Ethan, what is your rivalry of the year?
3: Um, mine's easy peasy. I mean, I feel like a lot of people would vote this, but I'm gonna go with Paige versus Omega. Um, yeah, that was good. Yep. It was. It was a. <laughs> it was a story that just progressed as the year went on, and it would be touched on throughout the year. You know, and they built to the perfect finale. Um, and also, I'll never forget the match in Charlotte. We all saw the elimination tag with Dark Order versus the Elite. You know, just great stuff. That's that's my pick. I didn't have a lot of time to think on it, so it's just kind of whatever sure. came to mind. It, it's quick. a
0: slam dunk, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey? down in the living room I'm gonna,
2: guest bedroom thing i'm gonna i'm gonna go with what i said in our group chat i'm gonna go with uh tony khan versus the facebook internet wrestling community those motherfuckers hate everything he says <laughs> they hate AEW in general he can, man you literally just be like it's 72 out in jacksonville and you can show a picture of it saying it's 72 and the entire fucking comments would be like he's a piece of shit he's ruining fucking everything from <laughs> WWE, you
0: bitch you stole it it's a stolen gimmick you fucks
4: um
0: yeah dude, people are angry um pat i'm gonna give this one to you now
1: bud what you got all right um this might be Cap. This is just what's popping in my right It's right off the top of your head. I get it. It's okay. Um, the pressure is right there. Now, I get it. I'm really excited about Cody and Malachi Black. Um, uh, I know that sounds crazy as fuck, but yeah, I honestly think this could, if done well, could further Cody's career and actually maybe not have so much hate going to his side. I'm gonna piggyback that to the next question. If everybody's already done there, the if not, I've not, I've not, but I, I will piggyback I will off it to you first. I want
2: to piggyback off of Pat real fast. I think that the only reason why it's a good rivalry is because we get to see Cody get kicked in the face a bunch. And <laughs> I don't feel like anyone Fair in enough. here or in the chat is gonna disagree with that. So, Mike, <laughs> my rivalry of the year is Matt
0: Cardona versus the GCW fan base. Holy
1: shit. I love that. Yeah.
0: I love Who, that. <laughs> name me one singular heel that was better this year. And that's real heat. That was get out the damn like, exit before yeah. these motherfuckers meet me like, outside, type get
4: <laughs> They're
0: gonna beat my yeah. ass, type Pete. Like, I'm getting <laughs> jumped in the parking it's lot, type like, This, this is glass not balls. like he's in a
5: safe room, either. Though. No. Like, these no. motherfuckers no. are fucking smashing Buttweiser's in bottles and He thought in he was shit, safe like...
0: in, the, in, in the, like, showroom in Atlantic City. He thought he was safe, and the GCW security guys, who are really just like wrestlers that are just trying to make it, they <coughs> literally have to grab him and be like, we have to get the fuck out of here. They're going to beat your ass here in a minute. This is coming down. <laughs> so here, I don't man. I don't know how you can go away from that, because that is ge- genuine hatred, and him, he embraced it.
2: Him coming back and being like, I'm the king of death matches, just him just taking it over and making them even more fucking mad was just great. Every there were, he, he took that title to fucking Disneyland and was just like, fuck you. I'm the champion. And not that she needed it either, but like
5: shout out Chelsea green for uh, just kind of like walking this path with him. Yeah, And she's carving this hell of a path oh, right beside fuck. him. And, and it is, tough as hell just like she's tough as nails man and like just seeing signs in aew people charlie green, like, green, green Chelsea like, green Chelsea like, green equals ratings like good honor man i yeah, think it's really bucket. cool because yeah. with a lot of people it could have failed just being another wrestler married to another wrestler
3: but it somehow it's it's moving you since know? we're all- <laughs> on the topic um now that Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green have got some fucking steam behind them, how do y'all feel about Matt Cardona in AEW in 2020? I enjoyed that. Did you
2: see I his think, post that- today? No. He nah. did like a – Mac Roderick himself did like an end-of-year kind of year re- recap, and instead of it being a bunch of things, he was like the, the first – For most us the piece of shit. He was just like – he was like the first like six months of the year, I was a fucking free agent. He's like, I did a couple spots with AEW. <laughs> he's like, they never called me back. <laughs> Impact Wrestling didn't want – didn't have anything for me, and he's like, fuck GCW. <laughs> But like, yeah, he, I I would be interested. I feel like him him saying fine uh, instead of sitting on his ass, he did something. I don't think a single one of us could have thought him being like, I'm gonna have a feud with fucking Nick Gage for fun. Like, <laughs> like honestly, yeah, I feel I like you gotta give him something coming into the next year. And yeah, it. I don't oh, I don't feel man. like it'd be bad to have him at AEW. It's someone that was around for quite some time that can help. Yeah, I been think that he did tearing, tearing it up he did on the exactly,
5: Indies. I think he did exactly what he was supposed to do for GCW. He put that company even further on the map, uh, especially in the internet community and uh, as like the internet wrestling community. So, like him going to the next place is ideal. Um, but he really did great numbers for them, and hopefully, GCW just keeps moving and doing what. They do best right now.
0: Yeah. Um, a few that were... I'm not reading one of Alex's. It's fine. We'll skip over it. Uh, one was <laughs> oh, Seth no. versus... Seth versus that fan.
2: Um, <laughs> there's, a piggy, there's a piggyback to that, which is that fan versus reality.
1: <laughs> yo, yo, my man's excuse for tackling Seth Rollins is probably the craziest shit. So- it's no, it's my good man stuff. I did it for Rikishi. He attacked
4: him for the
2: and kept kayfabe
5: for a promo. Yo, immediately
2: did, after being released. Did you hear? Ma- apparently, he was at the Madison Square Garden event.
0: Yeah, and Seth wasn't there. Seth fears that guy. Seth fears him. Send it's a conspiracy, y'all. It's um, funny that
5: he showed up because no one else did.
0: We also had uh, Nick Khan versus Nick Khan versus the WWE roster.
4: Fuck oh, um, Nick Khan.
0: What? Really, it's oh. it's more WWE talent versus answering their phone when it's John Laurinaitis, right? <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> it's, not a, no, 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 it's not even a phone call. He doesn't even have the balls to do that. It's an email. <laughs> a a mic versus facial recognition? Let's see how hard that is. Hold on.
2: <laughs> Alex said me versus ice. <laughs> Ethan versus it's, the Union. It's just working, y'all. We're in a bad <laughs> spot today.
3: <laughs> y'all are putting me into rivalries,
2: goddamn <laughs> Did you hear that, Mike? E- Ethan versus the French language. <laughs> Casey versus Ice. La resistance. Jeff, La- Jeff
0: said,
3: Jeff said La- Mike resistance. versus Michael Cole was his
0: rivalry of the year.
3: You know the real feud? You know the real feud? I got one for you. Casey versus Wrangler Jeans. Goddamn right. <laughs> That's the truth. We're
2: going to finish on this one. We're going to move on because Alex said uh, <gasps> Cortland versus a condom. Oh, my God.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's
0: fine. Uh, Colby said in the chat, Matt Cardona answering a TNT title open challenge Look. potentially. I'd be here
3: for it. Uh, I him, with with it being Cody being the champion, fucking have him say Cody never gave him a goddamn call back.
0: Uh huh. Breaking k fame here, brother. I didn't get call back. I starved for a little bit. Um, yeah. So Are we doing uh, worst? worst. Real quick. Yeah, <sighs> we're going to worst moment of the year. I don't want to dive deep into these because no, mine God. is disgusting and I, it should be. It's bullshit. Um. Oh, you're doing the thing. What thing? Just, to say it. Deep uh, South. IWA Deep South uh, uh, Carnage Cup one of their Wolf. guys cut his finger off oh, for the match Yeah, yep. lost a digit um, did he
2: win? Th-
3: I don't think he Brody won the, the piece of dog <laughs> did shit he won? <laughs> all I saw was his fucking honky ass finger laying on I'll the take, guy I'll take my finger <laughs> off but you gotta book me better
0: right yeah, it's uh, Blaine Evans cut John <sighs> Rare's finger at the first digit off. Um, this
5: is what I was just talking about moments ago.
0: This is You're ridiculous. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, but it's, 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 it's a disgusting. Headline. And and the, the there was like a fire in the ring. Well, it was a fucking mess. Don't watch it. It's <laughs> oh, boy, it's like... outlaw mud show bullshit. It's not even it's
3: bullshit. Anyways.
0: Uh, Cortland, what you got? Worst moment of the year for me is Becky
5: Lynch defeating Bianca Belair for the Women's Championship. Yes! No time. Yes! I don't bullshit. have to go any further into that. That is some bullshit.
0: Pat, I know you were ready to jump on it. Go ahead. Yeah, I just pull out a banger on
5: you. <laughs> that
1: was the worst moment of the year, bro. I, had, uh, I mean, unless you count the other night. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Cody Rhodes is the THC champion.
0: Uh, Well, thanks for ruining the podcast, buddy. I appreciate that very much. Um, (laughs) Casey, what you got?
2: Honestly, like, how do you beat fucking either cutting off a finger or fucking ruining Bianca's time as champion in, what, four and a half seconds?
5: Mm -hmm. I was truly upset (laughs) because I was really excited about the surprise Becky return, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna put on a fucking classic right here in front of us." I'm so glad I'm finally watching a WWE pay per view again. And then that happened. And Pat and I looked at each other and I said, "Yep, turn it off." And we literally we haven't <laughs> really watched I haven't any WWE events since then.
0: That was it just, just killed it, man.
5: And like, Casey, I'm a Becky fan, but like that booking is just the shits.
0: Casey, you got anything that you wanted to uh, to toss in there? Or is that what you're rolling with? Is the Bianca Becky thing?
2: Um, I don't want to say his fucking name, because fuck that dude, but homie, uh, the ref getting fucking stabbed in the goddamn head. Uh, uh, yeah. that's yeah, it's a bad moment, isn't like, it? Yeah, it's not fuck a good moment guy. either, like, What yeah. a piece of shit. Ethan, what you got, bud?
3: Mine's, uh, y'all definitely took the cake. Um, uh, mine's not anywhere near as serious or quite as important. But my least favorite, as soon as you mentioned this, the first thing that I popped in my head, because 2021 ruled for wrestling. It's hard for me to find shit I didn't like outside of, like, outright stupid shit, like the finger and the beating the ref's ass. (laughs) And honestly, Becky beating Bianca after Bianca had a fucking amazing WrestleMania main event. But my least favorite thing was, why the fuck did New Japan retire a 30-year-old IWGP heavyweight title and make a Divas Championship the World Championship?
2: Yeah. yeah, it looks like shit. It looks looks like shit, bro. That better be coming back. I yeah. know they're doing like their their championship unification at fucking New at uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, but for the love of Christ, <laughs> the original belt better be coming back.
0: To
3: it's me, bad. if you're gonna kind of not destroy a 30 year lineage, but you know say, all right, this is the end of this era, you better have something good. And doing it during a pandemic, or I don't think they planned that. Well, no, they did. Because it was 2021. Yeah, it's been Fuckers. a minute. The,
0: the big the big one in <laughs> chat that almost everybody's agreeing with, uh, Jeff said the the botched exploding death match at AEW I Revolution, mean, the ending. That, uh, that awesome. feels like it was in, a, a couple years ago. That's how long 2021's in, been. I feel bad
2: shitting on it. In all fairness, did we all actually think that that was going to turn out well on national? I don't know, like,
0: uh, I, like, they wanted to!
2: That's the thing.
0: They wanted to, and they said that the pyrotechnics guys just didn't rig it up right, which is the funniest shit in the world. I'm like, Tony Khan, you have more money than you know what to do
2: with. Hire the best guys in the world. I'm not a fan of doing dry runs, but I feel like that could have been like a dry run. Like, we just, we test it out, like, the day before. Blow the ring <laughs> up the sh- day before. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> get, do, like, an Sorry, off-site. <laughs> get pieces of shit. Get, like, an off-site ring to be like, okay, these are the same ones. It's rigged up the same way. Press it. It mm-hmm. explodes. All right, cool. Now let's do it for real. Like
0: Hunter, being the masochist that he is, said he wanted it to explode. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. All, right. All back right, On
4: track, back yes. on
2: track. Time to get
0: sad. Well, we busted those out, Pat. I'm proud of you for busting those out with uh, without any prior knowledge. You got through them. Um, let's see. Uh, side note, Cortland, your niece saw you on my phone and waved at you. She's asleep now, but I figured you'd like that. Um. Then we have uh Jeff saying Matt Tremont exploded himself better than AEW show. LOL. Um
3: He was facing the King though. He
0: was facing yeah, Onita. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Onita just trying to kill himself. Um <laughs> always. Man, it's, man. He's a wild human. Um all right, fellas. We're at moment of the year. And I'm going to tackle this one first. There's a couple different moments that I had and I'm just going to touch base on those. Matt Cardona showing up as John Moxley in GCW after Nick Gage just tweeting bullshit like Zach Ryder come sh- like just come to a show. I won't beat you up, but I promise like just throwing bullshit out there and then he's there is probably the funniest shit that could have happened this year. Great. And I genuinely thought that he was going to die then. And then when he won the title, I thought he was going to die then. Um, <laughs> for me, it's two moments, but really one sticks out. CM Punk's return to professional wrestling. AEW Rampage, the, the first dance. It was a secret that everybody knew. If if you know me, CM Punk is the reason that I'm back into wrestling at the age that I'm at, right? He was kind of the guy that brought me back into professional wrestling because that was a guy like me. He grew up in like a hardcore punk scene, uh, was straight edge. I was straight edge. It fucking worked out. That was a guy that made it that was similar to me, right? Seeing CM Punk's entrance to his first match back live at All Out was an emotionally driven moment for me. And I don't know why, dude. Emotions took over. I was crying like a bitch. My brother took a video of it. He then posts it on Facebook and everybody sees me sob, Like sobbing. I'm fucking <laughs> sobbing. Um, it's, it's a doozy. Um, that was for sure my moment of the year because that's something I never thought I'd see. And being in his hometown in Chicago, it was a moment that I will never forget. Yes.
4: Um,
3: Ethan pass it over to you my friend i'm glad you passed it because i do have the same pick um not as you know with all the detail that you had i was just gonna pick just the cm punk return um but i was there with mike in chicago for all out and i can attest mike was crying like a bitch standing side (laughs) by side with me and it's okay but here's the difference i didn't videotape his ass like his brother did he got yeah.
4: my ass. See, there it is. Have-
0: Jeff in the vid- Jeff in the chat. I have video of Mike crying. Fuck yes, you, Jeff. bud.
4: All do oh, buddy.
5: All don't guys. don't
3: don't do your man like that now. But anyway, the CM Punk return, hands down. Um, just like Mike, uh, CM Punk's the reason I'm still into wrestling. CM Punk's the reason I went down this fucking independent wrestling and Japanese wrestling rabbit hole that my dumb ass went down in high school. Um so him coming back was a lot. There's a lot of emotions, you know what I mean? CM Punk's more than just a favorite wrestler for me. It's almost like a, like a piece of my life, you know what I mean? Because he shaped so much of myself as a wrestling fan. Um, but just, what y'all laughing at? Well, you know, that
2: is, I'm fucking dying at the chat. But it's like just, it's it's ever, they're laughing at shit. But
0: Pat is fat. always smiling. There's not a moment on this podcast that Pat's not smiling. <laughs>
3: He's high as hell. <laughs> but um, just just seeing him come back and everything, it really took me back. You know what I mean? And my dad watches wrestling also. And, uh, you know, CM Punk was one of the first wrestlers we bonded over because um, he was always, you know, Stone Cold, Bret Hart, all this stuff. But as an adult, you know, my dad really didn't like anything WWE because, I mean, he's like, this shit sucks It ain't good as it used to be. He still watched it every night. But CM Punk's one of those newer guys where he was like, oh, he's pretty good. And the next thing you know, my dad's like, what's Punk doing? What's Punk doing? He just super became a fan. So, you know, my dad called me as soon as I was over at Mike's when it happened. That's another reason it's special. You know, me and Mike shared that moment together. We shared the moment in Chicago. It's just all around sentimental shit for me. So that's my moment of the year.
2: Big crybaby feels. It's fine. I just want to say as soon as you brought up your dad, all I could think about is last week. when you're like, you woke up on Tuesday and you're like... Your dad just tells you the fucking uh, cane set Jr. on fire. (laughs) Can you give us us Bean's impression, please? All right, y'all. So, just real
3: quick. Monday nights, he made me go to bed. You know what I mean? I had school. I was like, God, what was I in 2003? Fucking seven years old. You know what I mean? So, I had school and all this shit anyways. I always wake up the next morning. He'd either tell me or I'd just ask, what happened last night? But this this morning, I didn't ask. I just walked out of the bedroom, you know in my eyes or whatever and he said hey bo fucking jr's ass got lit on fire last night <laughs> i'm like what and he said kane's big ass he lit his ass up <laughs> and
4: then, yeah, for, so. for
0: context the first time i met his dad he just is yelling at his dog his dog's biggest fuck this dog is huge his name's hank stands taller than me and he goes kill that motherfucker hey kill his ass <laughs> yelling across his fucking driveway it was the funniest shit in the world um what
2: a what a character
0: uh casey i'm just gonna drop it straight down to you my friend and we'll we'll work our way over yep. to pat and Cor-
2: So i i, I thought of, i had one and then i kind of thought of one like while we were while, while we've been talking so the one i led with was uh was brian danielson coming to aew it was one of those ones mm. where I was like, I always kind of thought he was just like, once he got to WWE, that's just where I was going to be. They were going to eventually push him into retirement. And he was going to do some kind of bullshit on the side. I I do technically know because of my former profession that he had been getting, trying to be cleared medically for doing stuff in Japan. Um, So like, I know it's kind of like either he was going to be all WWE or he's going to do some Japan shit walk out after like a Wrestle Kingdom call day so seeing him somewhere else just kind of was like oh fuck like like this motherfucker's here he's already said that like the contract he signed with AEW is the last one he's ever gonna sign like so like we're kind of getting this really good shit out of him right now and I feel like he's kind of lived up to the to that uh, that debut we also got the wonderful Suzuki match with him so that's always nice um and yeah, we're it's the end of the year. I can get a little sappy with it. I think my my honorable mention is a uh, is doing this with you fuckers. I think I think me, oh, and, me, me the, and me and the me and Carlin have been talking about doing this for about like three four years now. Yeah, and it just mostly on my end, it just never worked like schedule wise. I have always have had like a lot of dumb shit going on, and so for us to be able to do this and then kind of what we've done and what we're gonna keep doing has been real nice and uh yeah i don't wanna yes, yes. i don't wanna keep it going too far because we all talk about it all the time but i appreciate I you it, fuckers i appreciate yeah, the I mean, fuckers you know, that are we, in the chat right we, now we
0: all yeah, yeah. And it's, it's important to know that it just started with you Cortland and pat right uh yes. i kind of came in on a whim Cortland called me one night and was like hey dude you want to try that like just try it man i'm not asking you to commit to it just try it see how you feel about it and i was super anxious because you and i had never spoken and dude i tweeted about it today actually i said dude <laughs> the fact that we've been in a group chat for years now literal years <laughs> and we've, we've never spoken pisses me off man it pisses <laughs> me off the world was like not ready for you and i and that's what it was but just, uh, and then no Ethan, one wants Ethan, it Ethan comes along after after the first week. I was like, yo, what about throwing Ethan on here doing a five-man panel? Everybody was on board. Ethan was a little nervous about it. I was like, dude, I'm telling you, this yeah. was a blast. Like, let's do it. And it's really something I look forward to every week. So I absolutely love that pick.
3: I should have saved you for last since you're being the crybaby-ass <laughs> baby-ass bitch. Um, I just want to say before we move on, thank you guys for having me on here. I mean, I know we're all one now. Y'all did welcome me in last and I know, you know, Corlin had hit me up a while back and throw out the idea of doing a podcast about being on one. And it's really hard to get me reeled into sticking with some stuff. And I'm glad I took this risk. I just get real antsy about committing to things. And, uh, you know, talking about something like wrestling, you know, I'm opening them up, you know what I mean? And just, you guys welcome me right in. I really appreciate it. And I love you guys. Thank you.
1: Yes, yes, love. I have something oh, to break.
0: once shit. we Once we yeah. get through, y'all, I'm going to break yeah. some stuff here. So go ahead. Uh, Pat, let's start with you, my friend.
1: Uh, my moment of the year. Um, I had CM Punk initially, like CM Punk's return. But what's better than CM know. Punk's return? CM Punk's first match. Yeah. What's better than CM Punk's first match? What's better than all this thing? The entire T of All Out is my moment of the year. Except for Paul White and QT Marshall. Everything oh, yeah.
0: It was I mean, yes, like yeah. placed perfectly cuz there was a mm-hmm. lot on that card that was overwhelming and it really did offer a solid break solid there. Like,
1: relax. Yeah, take but, yeah.
0: a big deep breath you weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Cortland, what you got? My moment
5: of the year is the end of all out and that is Adam Cole's debut. And he walks out the whole crowds losing their shit thinking it's gonna be Adam Culver's Kenny Omega, the embrace in the ring you get uh, you get Kenny at the end doing his I bid you farewell and just before good night happens, you hear the infamous Brian mm-hmm. Danielson music mm-hmm. and it's the music that even if he was coming, right even if the speculation was happening, the pop he got because the music was here and it was there in AEW it was just as big as him showing up in the first place, yeah. him getting the music, it being that cool, the walk down to the ring, like the whole spectacle of it all was just amazing.
0: It it was awesome. Um, real quick, I'll go over what's in the chat right now. Um, Jordan is being ominous as fuck, saying that Cortland's going to appreciate his moment of the year. Uh, Feud of the year is All Out Attendees versus Hoffman Estates Ubers. Um, Yes. (laughs) Infamous. Yes. Infamous moment after All Out, right? Infamous moment after All Out. We get out of All Out. It's five of us, and we're looking for an Uber. Y'all, we started walking back to the hotel, which was like five miles away.
4: Up the interstate.
0: It was like... One thirty in the morning, and we couldn't find a fucking Uber. There was nobody in the area. We walk up on this random guy leaving Chipotle, his job, and we're like, yo, you have a truck. We'll give you a hundred bucks if you drive us down the road. Three at a yeah, time. Christ. Christ. At yep. We meet up with Colby and Kylie, right? They're sisters. They're walking to the same place we're walking to. And we're like, fuck it, we'll just walk together. It's sketchy down here. Like, let's do it. We have this guy. His name's Steve. Uh, he drives... Three people. He drives Donnie, Liz, and Jeff to the hotel. He said he'll be back for us. So we're standing in this fucking Chipotle parking lot. Like This dude could easily take this $100 and bolt after dropping the three off. This mm-hmm. motherfucker, Steve, comes pulling back in and is the nicest human being <laughs> in, in, in the world. And he's like, yeah. wow, guys, do you think I can make a lot of money doing this? I was like, yes, motherfucker, yes. there's like a thousand people down the road that need help. <laughs> I still don't know if he went back and helped people, but he certainly made a hundred bucks for 25 minutes of his time. Yes. Shout out to Steve on the podcast. Black bite, number six, Black baby. Bite, What a mess. That's the story of the uh, Hoffman Estates Ubers after all out. What a mess. Um, GCW
3: just announced. Can I say one last Uh, thing about Steve just to fully wrap this up? When we got in that fucking vehicle faintly playing on the radio, was Thunder Kiss '65 by Rob Zombie. That's true. That is true. <laughs> That's, that just, gives you everything just, you need to know about what Steve looked
2: like. I to the, just rolling up to you the pocket, like. It was sick, dude. It was fucking awesome.
0: I was. It was but, a long story. You I you was also, walking I just, without shoes on. Uh, you, miss, GCW. I
3: the you missed seat. the uh, the oh, moment. Of the Kylie year. Won. They were like, "He's playing Rob Zombie," and I about fucking shot through the goddamn roof of that car, dude. Who
2: uh, who missed the moment of the year? He he had already put it in the chat. Oh, did he? Yeah, it was uh what it this? was Christian coming to AEW. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah yeah. it was cool. It was for sure cool. Um, it was one of those things that was speculated on like a, a hundred different people, but it was always Christian, right? It always made sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Awesome moment! It feels like that was last year too, man. Yeah, a lot of long, long. A lot of love, my peeps. Fuck Hulk Hogan, one of my peeps. Um, this Saturday, GCW has die for this. They are hosting a do or die rumble. The winner will be crowned the number one contender to the GCW World Championship. As we head towards the Hammerstein Ballroom, which is on the twenty third of uh, yep, the twenty third of uh of January in New York City at the legendary Hammerstein Ballroom. And their champion right now, if you didn't know, that's John Moxley. So um, hopefully some good news for Mox. Wait, is
1: that... in is that, that where Joey Janela and Scotty Tulati are supposed to wrestle?
0: Hell, uh, that's this weekend. No, that's that's, the, a no, die that's for this. the one coming up, oh, though. Not yeah, they're not, they're not at Hammerstein. How did Could I, for, you, how just, did that, I that,
2: forget moment of the ass. year is fucking... <laughs> Scotty Tulati announcing he's going to be on a GCW fucking... What a fucking mess that is. You pull out a
5: bunch of ECW legends, then your next match is fucking Scotty 2 Hottie.
1: Worming
2: it. <laughs> Um, Turn it up! All right. Yo, don't get... D- d- hey, I'm just saying, that one, S, the S2H that he has, is the hardest fucking shirt, though. It's a tough
0: shirt. <laughs> it is hard. It's shirt, <laughs> Fellas, let's keep it moving, though. Moving on. We're moving on into promotion of the year. And again, this is a moment that I will take... Center stage first. My promotion of the year is Game Changer Wrestling, GCW. GCW in 2021 solidified itself as the third promotion in professional wrestling. They had a fantastic run at the Collective during WrestleMania week in Tampa. Um, They had 12 shows that they were were running um, throughout the week. It was four shows a day over three days. It was crazy. Um, Great turnouts there. In the middle of downtown Tampa outside in the middle of April. Absolutely cooking. Um, I think I still have, I don't know if you'll see it. You can kind of faintly see a watch tan. It a it's fucked. Tan. Still. Eight months later. Um, they brought in names like John Moxley, like Matt Cardona, and they brought in a new viewership to GCW. And then you started seeing their stuff sell out, right? They brought a lot of new faces, a lot of fresh faces there. Um, while still catering to their original crowd, right? Yeah, they were able to showcase phenomenal professional wrestling matches, such as Jonathan Gresham versus Starboy Charlie at GCW Homecoming Night Two. Um, they haven't strayed far from their death match roots, though, uh, delivering in some great matches. They brought over some guys from Japan, like Drew Parker, a mm-hmm. guy that won that that won the uh, the GCW Ultraviolet title from uh, Alex Colon. And that same weekend in homecoming, it was actually that same night, I do believe, or it was night one, GCW homecoming night one, he won that uh, match, uh, with the title on in that match, which was awesome. If you haven't seen that, go watch
3: it. Uh, they also Parker, brought over... Drew Parker took the belt over to Big Japan, too, which is He did. Awesome.
0: They, they brought over Masashi Takita who won the GCW uh, Ultra Violent Championship from Parker in BJW, and Rina Yamashita, um, 2022 is probably going to be a huge year and it's another ceilingless year for this company, right? Um, And their biggest thing that they're going to do, the biggest venture they're taking on uh, is going to be January 23rd, the Hammerstein Ballroom, uh, the legendary one in New York City. Um, This is a company that has established themselves with no backing, right? Um, They have no corporate backing. They don't have any TV time. This is a company that is thriving by fucking staying DIY and doing their thing, man. And it's so cool to see, and it's hard to argue against GCW this year. Um, Cortland, let's start with you, though.
5: I'm going to do the obvious and say AEW, but I'm sure other people have that. Um, So I'm going to use my time to talk up Impact Wrestling. Uh, If you would have told me five years ago that Impact Wrestling would still be in the conversation in 2022 when there's two new bigger companies like aew and gcw i wouldn't have believed you um i think that impact wrestling has an amazing roster and they have amazing talent and the them will being open to working with other companies like they have in the past with japan and them doing work with aew only benefits everybody um i mean they've had debuts like Like Alex talked about earlier, is the inspiration and like seeing them go there was such a cool thing for me. Um, I'm a huge, I was a huge fan of the Iconics in WWE, and seeing them get their flowers there, and I mean like as soon as they showed up, they got them. Um, It meant a lot to me, and I watched. I can't remember which one it was. It was probably the last one, most recent TNA pay per view. I think it was Hard to Kill or. Hard to kill. Resurrection.
2: Hard to kill is like this week, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's it was. I'd have to look at it. Up you know, exactly,
5: yeah. It was probably the first uh, Impact pay per view I had watched, probably like the better part of like six or seven years. And dude, it sold me. Um, I'm really hoping great things out of Impact for 2022. And I hope that next year when we do this, that I bring them up again. Because uh, like I said, there's so many great people over there. You can't look at that roster and tell me that's not great pro wrestling. There's unbelievable talent that definitely deserve it. And I hope that impact just gets a little bit bigger of a crowd, you know, change up your format just a little bit. And then, you know, you get, uh, we can really see something great.
0: I love it. Uh, let's go over to, you know, let's bust Patty out. Let's get Pat out.
1: All right. Oh, it's, We're on promotion, right? Anyways, um, promotion of the year, um, the obvious answer to me was AEW. This is honestly the first question I answered. Mm. But um, I will say this, and um, honestly, I kind of wish Mike would have went last. Uh, GCW has definitely – if you're not paying attention, you need to fucking be paying attention because shit is about to get crazy this year. It's like, for me, I was kind of reluctant about doing this podcast, period, because I'm not that experienced in independent wrestling. Just my knowledge isn't there. This year, I've grown a lot for independent wrestling, and GCW's definitely helped that out a lot for me. Just like, it's just everything I watch from this company is just amazing, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. just glued to your seat. It makes me feel like, literally makes me feel like a fucking kid. Discovering wrestling all over again. And something I'll say
5: about GCW, dude, the commentary.
1: Yes, yes, yes. OG
5: <laughs> Kevin Gill, baby. Dude.
3: <laughs> Great dude. He getting
5: a pop out of me more than the fucking matches, dude. dude like, and just you want so unbelievable. He's like, you oh, want to talk a good a dude? a fucking jerk. And i was like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> between between shows at uh, like in Tampa, Jeff and I went to get pizza, and we stopped at like the 11 and Kevin Gill's in there, and I didn't even fucking know. Like, I'm just chilling. And then we're walking back, and we're just bullshitting. He has an H2O hat on, and he's like, yeah, dude, I didn't know you were straight edge. Like, I saw your exes on your legs, though. Like, that's super cool. Like, we just had a, a quick conversation about, like, hardcore punk, and it was, like, the nicest dude in the world, dude. So, Kevin Gill forever, man, for sure. Um, there, he, He's he's a silly commentator, for sure. What a guy. <laughs> um,
2: Casey, let's jump over to you, my friend. I mean it's one of those ones where it's like it's there's the there's like the obvious choice and I'm going to go with AEW because like it's the the proof is in the pudding with that like Nothing. they're putting out good <laughs> shit
4: they're
2: they're like we're still so early on and I don't feel like like there's a couple of things that there's like issues with like with like Rampage being so late And I'm hoping that, like, we can eventually figure out a better time slot for that. I know that they're moving to, like, TBS or whatever. So, like, I'm hoping that that might help the time slot issues that they've been having. Because, like, I know that they're trying their hardest. But then, like, when you look at it and it's, like, fucking 17 people watched. Because it's fucking late as shit. Especially for y'all that are on the East Coast. Um like yeah like they're not they're doing great in my eyes i feel like gcw should always get the nod they fucking sold out the hammerstein and like i feel like almost pre-sales in 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 pre-sales it was like instant it was like they were like gcw hammerstein tickets on sale sold out never mind like (laughs) like yeah yeah and yeah like like it's just this got popped in the chat it's only year two of aew and we're like fucking like one of the best pay-per-views ever is all yeah. is is yeah we're weird
5: and it's not the first time it. that people have said that one of the aew's pay-per-views are Two, one of the three, greatest pay- and that's it's the crazy
1: it. thing about
5: it. it's not like this is like just a one-off mm-hmm. like oh huh. shit this was great almost all of them just keep topping one another and i'm how far can you go though
2: i mean as long as you, you don't know? try to explode rings anymore i think we should be fine Dude, fuck it. Try it again. <laughs> yeah, and the crazy thing about it is they've done it's a some, spectacle. They've dude. done so
1: much this year that you forget about that shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I will yeah. just say
2: because I I was a stickler on it on the forgotten episode that I, we keep bringing up. Uh, is, <laughs> what uh, happened there? As, Casey? Uh, hmm? uh, it's fucking delete button. Uh, <laughs> as long as AEW <laughs> stops doing fucking insert city. Street fight matches. Street fight? Yeah. Man. As long as they stop doing that, I don't think they could do much wrong in my eyes. So, Fresno <laughs> County
1: Street Fight.
2: <laughs> I love that you said that in
0: JR's voice. Like, that's the only voice can, <laughs> that can make that go. By God, we got a slobber knocker
4: on deck. We're in Reno, Nevada. We got a real street fight.
0: It's <laughs> oh, awesome. Fuck. I love it. Um,. Real quick, before we get over to Ethan, I know Ethan's chomping at the bit to tackle this one. Uh, they apparently love their time slot for Rampage. They're like crushing the numbers, apparently that they were expected to do. So, uh, yeah.
5: just some food I mean, for thought. D&D I don't D&D did not expect them to
1: do great in That's numbers. What? Like but it's I'm doing fine. fine. I, I, I think it wrestling. could do better. No, it's hard for you to get a rating off of me on Friday night.
0: <laughs> it's I enjoy the- wrestling on Monday because you get BTE Mondays wednesdays and fridays like that's cool
2: to me
4: mm-hmm.
2: like it's it's one of those things was like i i get that like if they're happy with it then fine fuck it keep it but like i feel like it could do better like it's just there's such a noticeable difference between dynamite and rampage just on the number side of things that yeah. like yeah it, it, it could get it closer yeah can...
5: But if you just look at it image-wise, like look at Hard Camera, Rampage, look at Hard Camera, Dynamite. Yeah. They're two completely different shows. Yeah, And that's what I enjoy so much about AEW is because with other companies, shows just feel like it's the same shit. It's the same look all the time. And it's just like that. Like the formula, you know? Yeah. But like Rampage is fast. I love fast wrestling. when When you got to get it all in, you got a small time slot that's why i enjoyed heat growing up and i enjoyed velocity because like yeah it's that b show and it's only an hour long but you get all this good shit in an hour man yeah and you get to just breathe it all in there's not a whole lot of just spots for promos to drag or this to go over too long or for something else to outstay it's welcome it gets in it gets a shit done and it gets out and if you're pulling just as good of numbers as your competitor is, and you're in that time slot, when you're past prime, you know what I mean? You're past the prime time slot yeah. of when people are watching. And they're pulling just the same numbers or just shy of them. And Rampage has only been around for how long?
0: You're
2: this year, right?
0: Four months, right? Like not
5: four long. Months? Maybe
2: six at best. Yeah, it's not been long. Yeah.
5: And when you look at comparisons of like SmackDown's numbers, like, yeah, of course it's going to be higher. It's been around yeah. for 20 years. If it's not higher than that,
2: then it shouldn't be higher.
5: Well, it's it's <gasps> not even like it's on uh,
0: they're
2: on a better time slot. But yeah, I just, I don't even mean to like, I don't want them to change anything about it. I'm just like, I I like the the idea of it, and I feel like it could be even better if maybe just slightly earlier in the day. Yeah. yeah, but that's. But other than that, like, yeah, fuck it. They're still doing great because, yeah, once again, they're going right after SmackDown, and they're still pulling fucking hundreds of thousands of fucking people are watching it. So yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. fuck it.
0: Yeah, and just real quick, I don't think it's really a B show, man. They've done a good job at making. Yeah, B that's show. why. I, that's, that's why I quoted you
5: know? B show. You know,
0: yeah. let's I, get a, I think it's let's, let's get old Ethan in here. What was your in here, buddy? What's your promotion of the year, my man? Uh,
3: I mean, we're all beating around the same bush here. It's AEW, you know. I mean, I don't even really want to harp on it anymore because the proof's in the pudding. As who said it, Casey? Not, <laughs> okay, the proof's in the pudding, and I like pudding.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> give me the clip, what, please. Oh, yeah. That needs to be the segment. It's just who got this one? Everybody voted pretty well, unanimously. AEW. <laughs>
2: The proof is in the pudding. I like pudding. That's all
0: <laughs> on our socials. That's yeah, it. Damn it.
2: Um, Why so did that feel I like a horny wanted... JR segment? I don't know. <laughs> it did. Oh, man, 41 and inches. 41 and a half inches of pudding.
4: I
3: want to throw in was uh, on the GCW conversation. I'm really glad Mike picked them out. Um, yeah. I just want to say what they've done is incredible. Um, and as someone who's followed independent wrestling for probably eight or nine years – and has went back and watched all the different eras of it it's you know mike showed me gcw which is kind of crazy when i think mike if you look in retrospect you know what i mean like i never watched you gcw yeah. because like you know i'm you know everybody knows me oh ethan watches all kind of weird random shit but i had quit watching the indies around 2016 or 17 because i got tired of pwg because it was overkill and then nxt became pwg and then it's like okay i'm over this phase of styling you know um ROH had their period of time then PWG took over now GCW is putting a whole nother spin on independent wrestling that's totally different than their predecessors and I think that's why they're hitting it off so well and because guys like Brett Lauderdale and Nick Gage and you know a lot of these names they're bringing are guys who've been around for every era of independent wrestling they've been in CZW they've been around ROH you know what I mean they've seen PWG come not come and go because they're still around but they saw PWG be the hot thing and what they did wrong you know, Ricky Shane Page mentioned it in a YouTube one time. You know what I mean? He was—they were asking him, you know, what led to GCW doing stories. You know, and they were just like, we wanted to try it because PWG. You know, I mean, they just started this trend of everything's a dream match. You know, here's a dream match, do a bunch of shit, and then everyone on the card does it. And then after a while, what does it, What does anything mean? You know, it doesn't really mean much. You know, GCW—they push the limits, they innovate. You have people like Effie getting a platform. You know what I mean? You got, you know, the AJ Grays, you got the Nick Gauges, people that wouldn't fit anywhere else. And they fit here and they give them the chance to show themselves. And I think that says a lot for GCW.
0: Absolutely. Fellas, oh. we're on to a uh a fun one here. Uh, really a fun a fun run at this point. Um <laughs> as you guys are seeing on, on Twitter. We're really at the meat and potatoes of this uh of this pod, the, the heavy stuff. Tommy. Um, time to eat. These were all appetizers, buddy. Um Casey, I'm gonna start with you <laughs> as you go to yawn. I see it in your face. What is your most who who is your most overrated wrestler of twenty twenty one or most overrated moment of
2: twenty twenty one? No. No. Absolutely <laughs> not. Can't okay, but let's uh, right. overrated. So we I mean,
4: got
2: all, it written down. We had all talked about this individually after an episode. Uh it's not yeah, it's yeah, not a who, it's not a I mean, we, it's I not a when it's a fucking what. And it is the collective NXT universe.
1: Oh, never mind. No? <laughs>
2: the fucking ain't. It ain't the young bucks, it ain't none of that it's shit. True. It's all a fucking NXT. I'm not going to spoil anything, but a couple of uh, things that I had to watch for some of the later things that we have involved watching NXTs. I'm sorry, buddy. Just so you know, none of those uh, had volume on them because the crowd wouldn't shut the fuck up, and it was the most distracting, painful shit I had to sit through. (laughs) (laughs) On top of the fact that their current commentating team is fucking dog shit. It's bad. It's bad. Who's it, commentating down there? Uh, for one of them, it was. Uh, oh, I got you. You're fine. I think Go it was like Beth. It was like Beth Phoenix, fucking Wade Barrett, and someone else. I don't was it fucking Tom know. Tom Phillips. Who is it? It wasn't Tom because I think I would have actually Tom. enjoyed it if it was Tom. Yeah. I don't know. Man, I don't, <laughs> don't be saying <laughs> no fantasy, hey, Tom nothing about Tom. I, fucking XP. It it was one of those things where it's like. Obviously, like the OG NXT, nothing can go wrong. Like black and gold shit that happened. There's some great shit that happened after Corey Graves is no longer on commentating because fuck Corey Graves. Um <laughs> But like the current shit that they're doing, oh, wait, like, <laughs> we're going so mad. The board, bro. fuck Cory Graves still so angry to this fucking day. Um but like <laughs> like, it's like, do you have like the whole thing we brought up a while ago? Like, Izzy and her stupid fucking family and her fucking little cronies are like causing heat for like wrestlers because they didn't like her wrestling at fucking 10 years old. Like, they're chanting dumb shit. Like, it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I had to mute for a the <laughs> whole thing about NXT 2.0 oh. is fucking terrible. Like, it's. Stupid all of it like i'm fucking over it i i hate that like they ruined something that was so i understand that there was a dead horse there was a there was a formula that happened that was kind of broken sure. but like you could have fucking fixed it and instead you give it the thunderdome you then you give it the fucking Their no whole new revamped way of doing shit nickelodeon right. yeah it's like nickelodeon meets, meets fucking nxt and Shut then it now. There's like it, it's the most nit, this is the most nitpicky fucking shit but a couple of the matches I watched has uh everyone that's coming into like the like the Walter match for example I'll fucking spoil it I love that fucking match but like watching Walter walk through the back of like gorilla to then get to the stairs but then it has like the sound as if like a cage is coming down like really nitpicky shit here guys but like it's fucking stupid cuz they did it for every match I don't want to watch <laughs> them walk out. I want it to be like, here's like promo package. Let's go down. Fucking Walter standing out there. It's fucking stupid shit. But ultimately, fuck NXT. <laughs> I'm over it. Okay. All right.
4: All right. Hey, man. Right. I'll back you hard. Tired. <laughs>
0: I, Such a rant. I agree yes.
4: tired now.
2: <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm going to let it breathe. It was Vic Joseph.
0: Yeah, Vic Joseph. Vic what Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pat, I see you. Lo- this is the first time I haven't seen you today. Uh, Smile. We're going we're gonna to pass it over to you, my friend. You look disgruntled at this point.
1: Uh, No, nah, I just don't know how this is going to go. I am excited. Uh, my most overrated wrestler, easily... It, it was, it, it's crazy how I didn't, because it it's not easy, and it's literally the wrong answer. It's
4: not right.
1: Darby <laughs> <It's not right. laughs> Allen is my over <laughs> man. And I'm not trying to take away from the man's ability. I'm just a man, and I watch this from a man's perspective. And Darby Allen to me is a crash dummy. He is an, he's a fucking stunt fucking double. The man can wrestle, he can wrestle, and he just compelling matches. But about five ten minutes into these compelling matches, it just turns into how can I fucking kill myself? And I, I, it's entertaining, but it's not entertaining. It's honestly scary to watch sometimes. Half the time I'm watching Darby Allen matches, like I really hope this shit goes well. I really hope this man survives this because this shit's not cool. Mm. Is it right for me to say that he's the most overrated wrestler in the world? No, it's not. But this is my opinion. It doesn't really matter. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I, the
0: I, I love the answer. Yeah. I love, I love the answer, for sure. Uh Oh, man. I love how, as we go down the line, people just start to look disgruntled because they realize they're up. I watched Colin
2: go, <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: because you know because like every, okay. so before Corlin goes everything else that we've said before this everyone's been like yeah that makes sense but like now like everyone potentially opinions. To, you're gonna have to fight for this shit and like it's funny but also just like you might say something where everyone's like well this is the end of the podcast because everyone's gonna cancel <laughs> us like I'm sorry Corlin your time to shine I wish it was a different answer, and um,
5: maybe I'm wrong. It's just my opinion. I think that the most overrated wrestler this year is Hangman Adam Page.
2: (sighs) Uh, uh, Here it is. It's (laughs) over. (laughs) You see what I just (laughs) said? It was was the end. Court was like, why didn't you save me to the last? Why didn't you do it? Go ahead, Court. Um, I just want to say, piece, I, I did not know that he was about to say that. So me saying what I just oh, no. said into that is perfect. Um,
5: it's not that I'm completely against Adam Page. I um, I enjoy oh. some of his matches. The 60 minute he had with Brian Danielson is one of the best matches of the year. I'm not denying his ability. Stamina is close second to none. Um, but for me as a wrestling fan Adam Page doesn't have a lot for me um, I don't find myself wanting to watch multi- I, if they printed a Hangman Adam Page DVD of his best matches
4: <laughs> I, I'm not buying <laughs> <fine. laughs> <laughs> probably not.
0: <laughs> oh, See? Pause real quick, Cortland. Look at Ethan's face right now and tell me I didn't hit the nail on the head. Look at how disgruntled <laughs> people are getting because I of the line. Right. You I know. know what
3: this is done? You know what, done, what this is done? I'm going to let no, you finish. No, I don't want to hear about you. Shawn Michaels
0: no. today, please. No, we're
3: not talking about Shawn Michaels. This is about Cortland and me and a couple other people. I respect you and your opinion, but I just want you to know you're fueling my No, no, no. Yeah, so watch. <laughs>
4: So oh wait, God. wait. I want
3: I wanna to go.
2: I'm gonna. People. I'm gonna gloss through this really fast. So I had said, "Fuck NXT," and you got a bunch of hahas. Fuck them. Like, yeah, it's fucking stupid. And then you get fucking pat with Darby <laughs> Allen, and everybody's Darby like, Allen. "Yeah, that makes like, sense." Yeah, he he fucking kills himself. It's not cool. Like, we shouldn't be proving that. And then you yeah, literally have still. you have. <laughs> Cor and I disown you shut the hell up you hurt my soul how dare you little brother for sale <laughs> <laughs> you, you have you have you have one big whoa
5: <laughs> hey man and like I said it's not like I'm completely against it it's it's not for me I wish that I enjoyed it more um, I en- mostly I enjoy the stuff that's been done with dark order I think the storytelling with that has been really good. Um, oh, man. But, like, whenever... I knew that Heyman was gonna get the belt. I knew Kenny was dropping it. It was obvious that it needed to happen. He needed time to heal. Um But I still wished it would have been Brian Danielson. And I, I stick to that. I wanted that match. I wanted it at that pay-per-view. I wanted it then. And... Just because it took you two years to get here doesn't mean I still don't want it. I just still don't want it.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. The chat is
3: going <laughs> wild. <with laughs> <question right> now. <laughs> the reason I started laughing wasn't at what you were saying. I just read Jeff say, oh, Ethan's going to drop the bomb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had Alex say, it's scaring me how quiet Ethan has been. Hunter said, Cortland, you enjoy making controversial statements.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I've been sassy in the group chat all fucking day, and I was like, I will oh, choose violence. Oh, fucking fucking Cortland was just like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to start a goddamn riot. Cortland, <laughs> Cortland just straight up just dropped it. Boop. Um, That's here's the thing. You
0: publicity, baby, unless you're like Sammy Caball- Casey, Casey chose violence in a private message <laughs> when I asked for the up and over YouTube stuff. <laughs> He was just like, oh, no, I don't want to. How will like, I do
4: it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ethan, the time has come to bestow you the floor, my friend.
3: I really don't like this position I've been put in.
4: Can it because be now, worse like than I that?
0: I feel like I
3: know I, where it's that's coming. That's the thing. That's the part of it that's hard is, am I going to be able to live up to what just got put on the floor? Maybe. I feel like I gotta come out swinging I didn't a plan on coming out swinging With this one This
2: is your time is. to cut a promo Like you've never cut one before son Listen son
4: uh. So <laughs>
2: I,
3: I do not like This I don't like talking negatively about wrestling I know I bitch a lot about Bobby Fish I know I talk a lot of shit in Private about various people to my. Yeah, wait
1: wait. <laughs> What
4: What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Why am <I> <laughs> <laughs> he,
2: he just doesn't understand your hatred
3: to Bobby Fish. There's a couple people on my hatred list that I keep private because I don't want debates on this podcast every week. <laughs> my pick for this, I teetered between two people. I thought about picking their feud because it's sucking ass right about now. I'm going to go ahead and pick both of them. And not as a feud. I'm not going to play nice. I'm going to pick them both as singles MJF, CM Punk. (laughs) (laughs) The most overrated. So let me tell you why. You want to know why? You want to know why? Let's go. (laughs) We spent 20 and 25 minutes on a dynamite watching these grown ass men perform lines they rehearsed 10 minutes before they stepped out the curtain. My jealous fan. blah, 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 blah. And then AEW uploads a video, the greatest promo fucking extravaganza of all time. <laughs> Brought to you by Stacker 2. <laughs> Bud. Dude. The greatest promo extravaganza. You had CM Punk, the man who cut good promos 10 years ago. I love you, Punk. You're my favorite in the world. I'm sorry. And then you got MJF. <laughs>
4: <laughs> mjr okay.
3: listen i get Great it for you are a smart ass and you're good at being a smart ass and you scrunch your lips up and you scrunch your eyes up and you turn your head sideways and you say all kind of mean shit somebody's dad died you're gonna mention it somebody's fucking child got a border whatever you're gonna fucking mention you you're gonna <laughs> go off Christ. on a tangent and you're gonna say it five times and you're gonna yell it and you're gonna have all these snarky comments you wrote down throughout the week at somebody that made you mad on the street and they're gonna give you 20 minutes to do it but if we're talking about self-indulgent Delete that fucking segment. Fuck MJF versus CM Punk. I don't want to see this go into 2022, but I'm going to have to watch it because they both love hearing themselves talk.
4: I love say
5: on that, I think that in that still, MJF buried the fuck out of CM Punk in that promo because everybody wants the CM Punk from, you know, the other company. Everybody wants that WWE CM Punk against the authority, but now he's the fucking blue chip of a company and no one gives a shit. It's like, yeah, you cut a pipe bomb because you were mad, but now you're happy. I don't give a shit that you're happy. I rather, you, I'm, I hate to say that I rather you be sore and upset than <laughs> happy and healthy. Like, I, I'm sorry, but like what you have done so far is reason why CM Punk's debut is not my moment of the years. Cause I know the outcome of his debut it's not so oh, moment
1: of the that was God.
4: wrong. Yo, say that, that,
2: I just want everyone to know, so the background of technical side of things is that YouTube has a natural delay. And so Alex wrote in the chat that I just want you to know how much the anticipation was killing her because she could hear Cortland and Pat scream <laughs> but did not know why. Because <laughs> it's about like a 10 second delay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would say right about 10 seconds. Um, well, guys. Mike's been like talking to huh. message,
3: Right about 10 seconds. <laughs> For like 41 and a half it? inches. <laughs> <Jeez> um, <Christ. laughs> oh, dude. Um, I got to take some Advil.
2: I got I was like, I got to get a water now. I'm <laughs>
3: It's fine. Uh,
0: I'm going to bring I'll, – I'll be back. the cool down because there's no way that people don't agree here. And that's and it's okay, right? I'm not hating on the guy because he's done a lot, right? He's done a lot, especially for uh, this company, right? He's done a lot. But, Ethan, you, you use the term self-indulgent. Oh, yeah. And if we're going to talk about self-indulgence, fellas, we're going to talk In- about one man – the heir apparent to Sir Dusty Rhodes, that is Cody Rhodes himself. You want to talk about self-indulgence? He loves Cody himself. Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is the epitome of self-indulgence. Moves to TNT, gets his own show. Rhodes to the top. Comes out three-time TNT champion. Can't just end a feud with him taking a loss. He has to beat everybody, right? You want to talk self-indulgence, man, you could say Cody is a champion at the end of 2021. Mazel buddy. I don't know if you knew this. We're watching guys wrestle, right? Like, that's what we're doing. All of this shit, we're not dumb, right? We know that this shit is pre-planned. Let's call it what it is. Here's the thing. Cody has a lot of say here, and he just refuses to put people over. If it would even lessen him slightly to bring somebody up to star, like, potential, he won't do it. And uh, if we're going to talk most overrated, I don't know how I made it through four of y'all, and we didn't get Cody Rhodes, uh, because Cody Rhodes is the most self-indulgent motherfucker in AEW.
5: Yeah. Yes, Agreed. he is. I thought he it was is. the obvious answer, so that's why I did To
2: put it, to to, to piggyback, though, he has, there was three shows total. So he had his, he had the van, we had oh, the... Yeah. We have the he had, like, his own fucking, like, America's Got Talent fucking show. Yeah. Then he's got his Go own Big show. show. Yeah, then he's got his fucking show where it's, like, I the real have housewives. How called
1: Go Big Show and not even have Paul White in
0: it? Bro, how are you going to have Snoop Dogg remix your song and it sucks ass cheeks? <laughs> You Dude, know what did I love
1: see, Did you guys see his like Killer Mike spot? Sm- was it Killer Mike? No, it was T Paint. Did you guys see his T-Paint spot from a couple weeks <laughs> ago? No, yes. Here's the thing that I love about Cody though, is he loves himself so much that he thinks
3: this shit's cool as fuck. I am thinking about this. in dog,
2: Also,
4: <laughs> Also, yeah, it's just shit? like
2: it's it's already been joked about and shit like that, but like we we're also talking about a grown ass man that has like a fucking gigantic neck tattoo of his own brand that fucking it—it it oh. looks like a fucking like Optimus Prime logo. Like, it... <laughs> listen, dude, I never met. Oh my
3: god, Cody Rhodes is such a weird motherfucker, man. He's a fucking yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike, what's like, the chat
0: saying? Uh, well, real quick, less Cody Rhodes, more of Cody's dog Pharaoh. That's what I'd say okay. about AEW. You want ratings, motherfucker? You bring that pretty-ass dog on there. Watch the ratings go. Um,
2: (laughs) Uh, We have uh... the
0: chat saying, uh, (laughs) fuck Cody, I'll scream it forever. Uh, Yes, Mike Waiter, unite us all at the end. Uh, I like Cody, but I gotta agree. All right, well, block him, ban him from this fucking bullshit (laughs) chat. Get (laughs) him out of here. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, it's just shitty neck tat, four different shows on the same network. There's a, there's a, a myriad of comments here. A, but, I mean, this is the rocky... easy answer that we were for sure going to overlook, right? We had, a was very, yeah. we
2: had a very rocky, controversial uh, midway segment there, and yeah. then uh, as Alex put it so eloquently, way to unite us all at the end.
0: <laughs> fuck Cody forever.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Man, I mean, Casey goes NXT. Yeah. Pat goes Darby. I mean, fuck okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Jesus. that moves us into the next Christ. segment fellas which is most underrated moment company brand performer whatever you want to say
2: i want to go and first
0: we're gonna follow the same path my friend i feel like we've uh because, boy, oh, boy, am I looking forward to the rockiness when it comes to Cortland and Ethan again.
2: But go ahead, Casey. I want to go, go? go first. I want to go first because Cortland fucking made me mad. <laughs> he said Courtland. Cortland <laughs> made me mad. <laughs> Courtland stole my goddamn answer for this. From underrated? No. You put it into your promotion of the fucking year. Because I had uh, talked about this to all of you separately. Oh, you did. My un- And I'm going <laughs> to say it again. My underrated is fucking Impact Wrestling. And unfortunately, Damn, <laughs> the son of a bitch hit all the goddamn marks on the reasons why I thought it. So I, have I a didn't even a- know. I, just, I forgot. I have a different one. I, I love that your <laughs> mic cut out while you were yelling Fuck about it. that. I don't give a shit. I have one. I, other reason. On I don't think it did. It, d- Discord's That's being so a funny. bitch. I have one other reason oh. why they are very underappreciated, I feel, and it's uh they decided to put Simaversary on a two <laughs> VHS collector set, and I bought the Some bitch. <laughs> I want that. It sold out immediately. That is badass. It is a two VHS collector's edition, and I was like, "It's 2021. This <laughs> is this year's slam anniversary. This is the That's greatest. So this is the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen." You've got like, you, <laughs> you've got, buddy, you've got pizza cutters for merch. You got ski masks, but you have a fucking VHS in 2021, dude. You just I'm, straight
0: up did this. This is what I saw. Not only were they underrated, but they just so happened to <laughs> just like the product yeah. placement was. So, it was just like, anyway, Bro, it's they did been this
2: sitting right. on my desk since <laughs> I bought
4: it.
3: <laughs> now, look, this made me laugh. I just need to y'all to know that I never in my life thought I would see in one corner of my screen Bam Bam Bigelow holding a TNA VHS tape <laughs> and Mike Klinsky in a ski mask sipping water out of a medicine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Colby said Colby said perfect answer end the show here.
3: Alright. Did you ask what y'all sorry, want?
0: Sorry to tell you, we have a little bit to go. I have um, a few more. I like the answer. I like the answer. Pat, we're we're just driving the boat like bus yeah. right over to you, bud.
1: Look, man, don't don't kill me for this answer, bro. Please. Who? Don't kill me for this answer.
0: Are you talking to me specifically?
1: Yeah. Oh, we'll all of you guys. There My underrated so. wrestler of the year is Thunder Rosa. I believe she deserves it. I don't even really know if she's the most underrated wrestler of the year. I just felt like she needed to be talked about on this podcast tonight. I feel like she deserves her fucking flowers and Let's she see. doesn't get them enough.
4: Mm-hmm. I like it. Oh
0: yeah. So yeah, I got back. Right. Old Thunder Rosa. Oh, here Not we bad. go. We're back at the uh the precipice. We're on We're on We're on a, a dirt road now, buddy. What the here fuck? We is go. That?
4: it's
0: it's a a, a rough ride from here on out here we go Uh, we're gonna jump in with Cortland who you got there bud Uh, I'm gonna piggyback
5: off of Pat I think that my female woman of the year uh, underrated is Thunder Rosa but I also want to add in my male underrated wrestler of the year is Buddy Matthews and uh, I hope I see him in a bigger promotion um, soon I've always enjoyed his work. If you've listened here, you obviously know that. Um, I hope bigger and better things for him in 2022.
1: You know, buddy it. Matthews, if you're looking for a manager, I don't know anybody that advocates more, more for you than this That's man right the here. That's truth. <laughs> um,
0: Hunter in the chat screaming, screaming about uh, Jamie Hader, screaming ah. Jamie Hader right now um yeah ethan we're we're at you my friend
3: oh yeah i was gonna say hunter mentioned and jamie hater i love that i love jamie um but now the grand finale me um everybody probably they're still me but it's okay (laughs) it's no big deal (laughs) fuck see i thought i was in a feud with Cortland. no no no,
0: it's it's okay i'm i'm when the waiter walks up after you eat a huge meal (laughs) and is like dessert and you can't say no that's all it is
2: I'll take my Most, uh, I'll take most my spot Underrated the table. of the year is Mike's opinion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mike's opinion. <laughs> I come back from a ten-eight round. This is terrible. <laughs> God.
3: Um but I'm sure everyone probably expected me to pick somebody obscure, so I did. Um my most underrated of the year uh is Speedball Mike Bailey. Um the reason I'm picking him is a similar reason to why Cortland picked Buddy Matthews. Uh, for those who don't know, Speedball, he's a, obviously an independent wrestler, but he's been around a while. Um, he's a Canadian wrestler. He came up with Kevin Steen. He didn't come up with Kevin Steen in Generico, but when Kevin Steen was still working Canadian indies, he was tag team champion with Kevin Steen and C4. Um, uh, he wrestled Brody Lee over there. Fuck Michael Elgin, but he wrestled Michael Elgin. He was wrestling a lot of big names on the Canadian scene like around 2014, 2015, when I was heavy into the indies. He got me into the Canadian indies just because he's a fucking... He was underrated then. But then he broke into the U.S. No pun intended because of what I'm about to tell you. (laughs) Um, Mike knows. Um, He came into the U.S. Indies through CZW. He worked Evolve. He broke into PWG. Worked highly acclaimed matches against Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, Trevor Lee. Like He was literally on the fast track to following all those guys. You know what I mean? I fully believe if what I'm about to say happened didn't happen, Mike Bailey would have already come and gone through NXT. Um, but in 2016, Mike Bailey was coming to the U.S. for an evolve show and got arrested and banned from the U.S. for five years. So, Go ever since it. then, and now for those who don't know, Speedball is—it's going to sound corny when I try to explain his gimmick. But he wears a what's it called, Mike? When you when you do karate, I'm going a next on Like Rednecks a, a He, like he a wears G. like a yes. G. He wears that to the ring. He's a Taekwondo inspired wrestler. He's a smaller guy. But, um, well, I'll get to him later and his style and all. But basically, he kind of got obscure uh, 2016 to 2021. Uh, he went over to Japan and worked DDT. He would work still like uh, the British independent scene. But ultimately, being banned from the U.S. kind of made him fall off the map. Um, and it really sucks because he was on the fast track, like I said, to following Trevor Lee and all those guys. Um, and the reason I'm picking him is the fact that Uh, He became a free agent this year and was allowed back in the U.S. in March of 2021. And no major company fucking batted an eye towards him until November when Impact Wrestling has, I don't know if y'all know, but Impact Wrestling has signed him, thanks to Mm -hmm. Josh Alexander. Um, But Mike Bailey is somebody that I'm really high on. Um, With independent wrestling, you have a lot of guys, like I'm going to mention Tony Neese. I'm not going on a rant about Tony Neese. But you have these guys who work that house independent style. You know what I mean? They can do this stuff. But to me, with Mike Bailey, he's someone who does stuff way differently. You know, you're not going to see him do a moonsault that's just a moonsault. You're not going to see him. First off, the man wrestles barefoot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's a very unique style. He's very Taekwondo-based. And I really believe he has so much more to offer than what he's been given, um, largely due to him being banned. You know, that's the biggest part of it. And now it's kind of like he's just having to earn his reputation back. And I think 2022, Mike Bailey and Impact Wrestling, we'll be talking about him on next year's year-end awards. So that's my pick.
0: We, I love that. Okay. Yeah, uh, sure be- before I before I get into mine, Alex is in the chat. She said, "Hot take: Ricochet is underrated and gets shitted on, and I hope he goes somewhere else, preferably as Prince Puma, and gets the glory he deserves." I responded, yep. "I can't wait to tell Ethan this. He's a Ricochet lover."
3: <laughs> Ricochet man. Yeah. Miss you, I, buddy. I even though you're a dumbass. Even though you're a dumbass. A literal and... moron of a human. Ricochet hangs out with Chase and Rance, a fucking sex offender. So, Ricochet, you're fucking stupid. I'm glad you, you're a great wrestler, but goddamn, dude. Fuck Chase and Rance. Fuck anybody who fucks with it. Anyway.
0: Mm. Matt, oh, Matt damn, Cusack man. in the chat.
2: Matt, Matt, Matt Cusack in the chat. Fuck Bobby Fish. <laughs> He's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dude Matt over here fucking came in <clears throat> hot and swinging. <laughs>
0: right, fuckers. Here's your dessert. Your dessert is going to be served with two words. Murder, Grandpa. Your most underrated wrestler of the year is old man Minoru Suzuki. Let's talk god, about Suzuki's 2021 just oh for a quick, god. brief minute. I just, right? oh Hold my on. God. Hold
2: the fuck on. He is a goddamn god. You do, I don't feel like he should ever even be considered to be underrated, underrated because was. he is fucking old as shit. <laughs> Can we talk <laughs> about his
0: year, though?
2: Yes. Right? R- the run in New Japan.
0: He comes to the States, is wrestling indies, wrestled a, a Carolina indie called PWX, right? Busted it down. Wrestles for West Coast Pro. Goes on to GCW, tears that down. Wrestles AEW Rampage against Brian Danielson, tears that the fuck down. Goes on, on and wrestles. An. It was a pre show. On a pre show, on YouTube, on a pre-show. right? Pre
2: show. Yeah.
0: Goes on and Fabulous. goes on a fucking, uh, you know, a tear, and, you know, he wrestled in Impact Wrestling. Then he also, you know, again, had a, a match against Nick Gage, which spilled to the outside, had a good time there. Um, you had him wrestling with Lance Archer against, uh, yeah. you know, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley at mm-hmm. the biggest event that AEW's ever done. If we're going to talk underrated, I don't care how much love Minoru Suzuki gets. His 2021 run through a pandemic, leaving a continent that is locked down and coming over here and tearing yeah. it the fuck down.
4: Oh, Nobody yeah, else
3: everywhere. did it better. Yeah, yeah. Minor Suzuki is god at the age he's at, and he is fucking having. Man, this dude's been doing this shit since fucking forever. He's having, in my opinion, the
5: year of his <laughs> career. It's like, sort of, mm-hmm. in my opinion, to me, I mean, he's just showing out everywhere he goes, and it's not about the win loss record and whatever company he's in. He's putting over dudes that are they're trying to make the center point of companies to build with. And that's one of those guys that you can bring in, has that credibility, can put that guy over, make him look like a thousand bucks. And when he leaves, it's important that he's gone. And when he comes back, it'll be even more important that he came back. So huge up Suzuki, always.
0: Um We had Colby say before she signs off, she said she's going to sleep, uh sending some love to all of us. Also, Sean Spears Thank is... You. Oh, my God, my lights. What the fuck just happened? Uh, well, I gotta go, y'all. Uh, I guess, uh... Minoru Suzuki showed up. He's ready to kill my ass. Uh, <laughs> Sean Spears Look, is the top and most to underrated bud of the millennium. Um. Huh? Sean, yeah, uh,
2: the chairman's... Chairman Colby's.
1: It's all oh. good. I respect you.
0: Y'all ready for sleeper matches? I like his beanies. Um... It was okay, right? But, um, yeah, I mean, I think we all had pretty decent picks there. Um, I, I don't know why I didn't correlate Buddy Matthews to Cortland. I, it should have just made all the sense in the world. and I, I, didn't, I didn't compute it properly. That's my bad. Um, we're on a sleeper match of the year, and I'm going to start the other way. I know Cortland's chomping at the fucking bit, so I'm going to get Cortland up there as soon as I can. But let's start with Ethan. Let's tackle Ethan's real quick.
3: <laughs> Bust into it, bud. Ah, this was another tough one for me Because the match I'm picking I gave five stars The match I'm picking My heart talked to all y'all about um, But we don't talk about A lot of Japanese wrestling on here So to me I feel like it is a sleeper um, Shingo Takage Challenging Will Ospreay For the IWGP heavyweight title On May 4th, 2021 At New Japan's Wrestling Gotcha so <clears throat> Um Their series of matches Could go on and on about Um, but I'm not going to take too much of y'all's time. Uh, but they started their, uh, series of matches in the 2019 best of super juniors. And it was all stemmed around, uh, Osprey about to be moving up to a heavyweight and Shingo coming into new Japan. uh, Um, Shingo came from Dragon Gate and Dragon Gate doesn't have weight classes, but Shingo was a bigger guy for over there. Dragon gets nothing but ricochet type guys flying around. It's Shima's old company. Um, And so when he came to New Japan, everyone was shocked because uh, Japanese promotions, they're really loyal to one another. Um, So seeing Shingo jump from Dragon Gate to New Japan, a lot of people were shocked. But people were more shocked when they made him a junior because he was always the heavyweight style guy in in, uh, Dragon Gate. So when he showed up here, he ended up being a junior. And so seeing Shingo and Osprey kind of be those guys who are juniors but they're about to be heavyweight stars and they made it to the finals of the best of the super juniors. Another match I gave five stars Meltzer gave five and a half or something fucking crazy. But uh, basically, you know, they've had three or four matches now and, you know, for them to have started in the finals of a junior heavyweight tournament. And then at this match, they end up in the fucking biggest match you can in, in the heavyweight division, you know, just seeing them go, You know, the progression of that story is, okay, these guys are the best juniors in the world. No, now they're the best heavyweights in the world. And they know that they've been neck and neck for forever. You know what I mean? And now Shingo's been wrestling longer than Will Ospreay has. Shingo's been one of the best wrestlers in the world for 10 years and never gets his due. And he's in here having to prove himself to this, you know, young kid who's a cocky motherfucker. You know, it's just the story writes itself. They went 45 minutes. I went five stars. Crazy Uncle Dave went six. And you know, but anyways,
0: look at Courtland. Immediately upset when Dave Meltzer's mentioned. I, right. I I His smile <laughs> melt. I watch him just go. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> and um, uh, before we move on, I just had two little uh, honorable mentions. I wanted to mention uh, the first one being Minoru Suzuki versus Homicide at GCW's. Get lost a lot in Queens. Me and Mike witnessed that live. Um, Just being able to see Homicide live and see Homicide in his element as what he is, a main event fucking pro wrestler, go in and go with Suzuki. I don't think I even anticipated how big of a fucking fight feel that it was going to have. I mean, Brett Lauderdale and all the GCW guys came out on the stage to watch the fight. It was
0: literally a a locker room sellout.
3: They they went fucking ape shit. Um, and then another one I wanted to mention is another obscure one, but I just want to shout it out um, because DDT has been doing a lot of insane shit this year. And Harashima uh, and Yuji Okabayashi had a fucking great 30-minute draw uh, during the DDT Grand Prix on November 21st. It's one a lot of people are shouting out on Twitter as their match of the year. Um, I went four and a half on it, but that's something to check out if you're looking for something. So, who's love next? it.
0: I love it. We're going to drop right down to uh... – to Big Papa C. We're going to go with Cortland. Um
5: uh, my sleeper match of the year is Walter and Dragonoff at NXT Takeover 36. Uh I think that's an absolutely phenomenal match if you have not seen it. I understand uh why you wouldn't want to watch any WWE programming. However, this Takeover is right before this 2.0 um and uh this is kind of like the last one and uh They did this match previously, but they did it at the NXT UK venue with no fans. And it was so good that they knew they had to do it and run it back in front of fans. Uh, This match is five stars for me. Uh, It's one I've watched back several times, and I can't say enough great things about it. It's just two dudes that just beat the absolute shit out of each other for a long period of time. And, uh, it sells you on both guys, the unbelievable athletes, the, what they can put their bodies through and the trust that they had in one another to pull this off to the capacity. And I can't say enough great things about it. Um, that is my sleeper, but I do think I have one more. Yeah, I do. Yep. It was, uh, Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki was my other sleeper match of the year, uh, it's phenomenal i feel like it doesn't get its flowers due to it being on a buy-in like i said it a minute ago um both guys just fucking amazing and i could watch that one back over and over again and i'll probably find something new i like about it you know
1: so those are my sleepers
0: i love it we're gonna bounce over to pat
1: uh all right so the one i chose all right cool Look, so I, I kind of went different with this. My sleeper match is based off of strictly a personal opinion and a personal experience. I got Jericho and Nick Gage, Dynamite. Um, oh was yes, just, I was what there. A cool we were all there, yeah, all and right. I don't know if it was just me being high as shit, drunk as hell, seeing Mike for the first time in like four or five years. Like <laughs> it was just a hype ass day. I was wearing overalls. It was just a hype ass <laughs> day. And that was a fucking shit show, a spectacle. Everybody in that room was losing their fucking minds. He, he was, was so 40. pumped, he lost my Hall of Fame I was going
4: to say it. Lost the Hall of
1: Fame ring. Literally. In line. I How? How?
4: In I lost line. it in line.
1: In line. How? Who knows? <laughs> I, it's gone. But the whole entire... It's just amazing, dude. Like, that was just such a sick experience for me. Um, if I had to pick a match unbiasedly, I think I would go with uh, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. Uh, on, was it Dynamite? Dynamite. Yeah. Dy- a fucking amazing. Fucking amazing match. Brian dance we'll get on to Brian Danson later on when we got other questions going, but this man is just the fucking man. God.
0: <laughs> oh,
4: God. <laughs>
0: Casey, Bam Bam, whatever you want to call yourself down there, all the things. How uh, was uh, wrestling Lawrence Taylor real quick? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I mean,
5: hey, do
2: they
0: put pads under the stage at Heat Wave,
5: or did you take that shit as a shoot? Shoot, yeah, yeah, yeah. brother. Did you? Were you
2: the one that sent hook? <laughs> so excited for him to turn on his dad and find out he's actually my son the whole time oh,
4: God. <laughs> well
2: this just took a weird turn thanks uh, um, so my honorable mention at first it was my sleeper match and it's because Cortland turned me on to, to it being an option was the Walter Dragunov match and then I started kind of still going through because I was having a hard time with my match of the year so I ended up going through like a huge list of like really high rated matches And I picked out a couple that I didn't even really hear about. And, weirdly enough, it's also from NXT. Um, It's fucking... And and we've kind of talked about one of these people before. Uh, I'm not a huge Johnny Gargano fan. Kind of gotten over him. But him versus Kushida? At fucking NXT uh, Vengeance Day? Once again, I watched that on mute. I had no audio whatsoever. It is unquestionably one of the best fucking matches I've ever seen on a takeover, and it's for like it. It's like a twenty long. It's like a twenty minute long match, and by God, those motherfuckers went all out for it. Like it was. It is. I hate oh, yeah. what they've done to Kushida. I hate his fucking Back to the Future gimmick. Yeah, but like. Yeah. Good lord. I have to give Gargano credit where credit is due. Like that was that match is just unbelievable.
3: That was Gargano's best match in a while. I remember yeah, I watched yeah, long. It because I, I love Kushida and I heard some people be like, Oh, this match is really good. So I actually took the time to watch it like a day or two after it happened and I went four and a half on the fucker. I loved it. it. Yeah,
2: it I think like I, I looked at a handful of like lists and like, you know, even fucking good old Meltzer, like, he fucking still rated, I think, like, up in the fives, like, around five at least. Yeah, and he for went B, for To be just for North American, like, it's it's up there, so fuck it. Like, I I dug it. I'm really scared of why he's smiling so much up there. But like, <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: I'm watching Ethan lotion his legs as you're
4: talking. <laughs> That's
0: what I'm doing, you. <laughs> Look. I saw Pat and Corlin both smiling too, and I was like, "They see
2: it too." Vanilla Bean Noel, yes, I do.
3: We, Buddy, yeah. I like to smell good and feel lathered up. Son, we've been feel we've been live, yeah.
2: we've been live for Jeff just over. Said, Jeff actually said, "What the fuck are you doing, Ethan?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> and remember, y'all, I'm in my drawers. I was about to say, oh, I, was like, I was
2: "We've been live for about two hours now." And I don't know if everyone's remembered, but uh, Evans not wearing pants currently. <laughs> and so I'm talking about fucking Kushida and Gargano, and he is just lathering himself up. <laughs> is, it, is it my go? It's, uh, yes, sir. We, can it's we hit mind. this
0: point? All right, fellas. I'm going to take you back to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 15 uh, from January 5th. This is night two at the Tokyo Dome. Um, he had 7,800 people in attendance, and I'm going with Shingo Takagi defending the never-open-weight championship against Jeffrey Cobb. Um, man, I will tell you what. This match... Top tier. They beat the shit out of each other in this match. Uh, it starts with them exchanging stiff forearm strikes, it devolves into shoulder tackle battle, and it never really slows down from there. Um, there's a moment where Jeff Cobb and the camera angle is like, if you on your, like, your knees holding the camera up. On the, essentially, the, the entrance ramp. Jeff Cobb has, t- like, Shingo up for a razor's edge and is about to fucking powerbomb him to the outside from the apron. Um, I'd had me on the edge of my seat from that moment onward. It was 21 minutes and some change, uh, and this fucking ruled. It was violent as hell, super stiff, really snug. Uh, if you're into, like, just... Like that pure kind style. of style. If you if you're into that strong style, kind of like New Japan, uh, like style, there you're gonna fucking love this match. I rewatched it um, because I was actually going to watch, um, what the fuck's the the main event that night? Uh,
3: and it, it was,
0: yeah. And I realized that I hadn't rated that right. I hadn't rated that match. Uh, so I went back and I just started it from this match. I ended up giving it a five stars. Um, I went a full five on it. It's a match that uh, if you haven't watched, you should go out of your way to watch it because it was a oh, yeah. fucking blast. Shingo looked like a stud, uh, and then you had Jeff Cobb looking like a fucking madman. Uh, there's a moment where he just like deadlifts Shingo and almost drops him, picks him back up, and throws yep. him in the air for a fucking sit out powerbomb. Oh, and yeah. I was like, holy fuck. Like, this is so sick. It had me on the edge of my seat. I was like captivated the entire time. It's a great match. You should go out of your way to watch it.
2: Yes, sir, well, sir, yeah. I think we are at like the main event at this point. We here. have we have officially Correct.
0: gone through the undercards, fellas. We are at the yeah. uh the, the main three, um, and we're going to start yeah. with uh, with our women's wrestler of the year, um, and I'm going to start with Cortland on this one. My women
5: wrestler of the year surprise surprise is Britt Baker. I think that she has done great things this year. I think storytelling is at all-time high. Um, Even when she loses matches, she's still a vocal point of that match. I think that this next year is only going to show that, even if she drops this belt. Um, And I hope that does happen soon. I'd love to see Britt chase the belt. Uh, Just see what that's like for me, personally. Um, But, uh, yeah, man, nothing but great things to say about her, but Next year, when we do this honorable mention, I would like to say that I believe that Liv Morgan will be talked about next year as one of the women's of the year. Uh, she's done great things for me this year uh, when it comes to w product and given what she's been given. Um, you know, it, it's hard to deny that even with the bullshit she's given, she's still doing her best, and I'm pulling for her 100%. But in 15 years, 18
1: years. (laughs) Liv Morgan, get her ass the fuck out of here. Oh. We will be talking Uh, about a special guest, everybody. Yes. (laughs) We'll be talking about
5: the real woman
1: of professional
0: wrestling.
5: And that'll be Lydia Winter.
0: I love it. There we go. I love it. Wrestler of the Year. You guys get to see it live and in person. You guys are talking about
1: underrated moments.
0: I I love it. it. Oh, yeah. She's got a I Love Wrestling shirt on. That's good stuff.
1: That's
0: what if she threw up on you right now? I, I, I would love fucking it. die. <laughs> I would, we'd have to call it quits. We'd have to call it quits. You, Alex do took a not, break from her uh, from you her not talk this baby. Uh, and also, do not. What's up, girl? Hey, that hey. hard ass Very sick. I, uh, I women
4: wrestling. Thank
0: you, Alex took me. a break from her uh, her rivalry of the year spam post <laughs> to let us. <laughs> To let us say hello oh my to Lydia. God. Uh, oh I my can God. cry. Thank you for that. Uh You're and awesome. we're just gonna bounce it over to Pat. Pat's ready to fucking go. I see it. He's pointing at me, ready to go.
1: My woman of the year. Look, it's Britt Baker. I wish it wasn't. Um because I love Thunder Rosa and I think she deserves it. But Britt Baker's a shit. We all know. We it's mm-hmm. There's no question. I honestly wanted to put Charlotte Flair on this list just to argue.
0: Just <laughs> to get <in> an argument. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to get an argument. There it argue. is. Y'all are fucking yes. wild. You know,
1: I love me, you know I love me some of the queen. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to let it slide. Britt Baker, woman of the year.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> Hunter in the chat said, that's my niece, cowards. Praise the child.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Of let's let's go over to Casey.
2: I decided very early on. Honestly, I think this is probably one of the first ones I answered. Um, she is the first ever back-to-back knockout of the year. Diana Parazzo. She you is the it. she. Fucking goddamn! Uh, there is someone that carried a fucking promotion on their back. It is her with impact wrestling. She held mm, that title, yeah. and I wanted to make sure I didn't fuck it up. She held it for three hundred and forty three days. Golly! And I hope to god it hard to kill. She gets that fucking title back. She's also yeah. currently the triple uh, A's Rana de Durana's champion, so she's their women's champion as well. Mm. Like. I, Jeff I, is I saw, excited, I, he's man. So he's so pumped. I, he wrote it in the chat when Cortland was going, and I was like, "Fuck, you're gonna ruin this for me." Because I was like, "This is <laughs> this is my girl. She fucking she's done some amazing stuff. Even yeah. like the weirdest thought process of like, I've really enjoyed like her feud with Mickey James that she's had, like oh, that she's man, been she's going so through. Weird. It's fucking insane. Like, oh, oh just... it's so good. Country, hardcore <laughs> <laughs> <I> go country." <laughs>
3: Uh, all right, well, but, yeah. This is I, I'll tell you, I used to love me some Mickey James. Sorry, we're on mob. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
2: I fucking hate Sorry, it, we're on live. We're live, pal. We're all right. Horny Jr. over here with his lotion.
4: <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> ready James, to
2: go. Bro, I'm She, for... she was forty-one
3: and a half inches long, but boy. That's
2: the oh, one, the yeah. air! Oh, oh, all right, fellas,
0: all right. Let's reel it we'll in. move it, Yeah. I... Anything else you wanted to add there, Casey? No, before I pass just... it to horny man over here.
2: <laughs> Don't pass it to him. That's all right. That's fair. I'll take it. it. It's all good. No, yeah. I hope I rain on
0: Ethan's parade here, I guys. So. I want to just. I want to call you back to March 11th of this year. It was an AW dynamite. It was uh, Saint Patrick's Day slam. And uh, I can't believe the disrespect that we've gotten against this, uh, this unsanctioned Lights Out match. And dare we forget who won this match? My Women's Wrestler of the Year is none other than Thunder Rosa. And here's my reason. I'm going Thunder Rosa here because not only has she been tearing it the fuck up in any match that she's in, she matches Styles with anybody almost flawlessly. She has gone out of her way to wrestle in every single promotion that will have her. She has wrestled... Now, again, a lot of areas aren't running shows, and you have promotions that really don't have the money to to bring people in. She still managed to wrestle almost 100 matches this year. And that includes her obligations to AEW, right? Anywhere she has gone, she gets the biggest ovation in the room. In the room?! It's crazy. Um so it is hard for me to pick against Thunder Rosa and that is my women's wrestler of the year.
2: What a queen. Didn't she like tag and with of, her son like a couple Just weeks recently ago? Like, in yeah, warrior yeah. pro wrestling yeah, I think is what it's called
1: something yeah. Thunder yeah. Rosa man for real for real.
0: <laughs> yeah 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 no big deal. Uh it was in uh, Mission Pro Wrestling in San Antonio Texas. Anakin Rosa. What a fucking name. God bless. Yeah, now, I'm now I'm that's angry. Now I'm angry. And uh, here we go, Mr. Mickey James. So, uh, here you go, bud. I don't
3: even have to say much. What shirt do I have on, boys? We already know it's about. <laughs> I didn't well. plan this spoiler, but this is all I'm going to say.
0: I thought he was taking it off, and it's actually a different shirt. <laughs>
2: move I (laughs) didn't plan this here's your spoiler I didn't plan
4: plan
2: plan this it's fucking Bailey with her fucking ding dong gimmick Stacy Keebler with
0: like photoshopped legs
2: nah it's Britt Baker everything's
3: already been said that needs to be said
0: I love it I love it fellas we are officially at your men's wrestler of the year now I want to spit this out and I think Pat is or uh, Cortland said it in the chat, so I'm going to pass it to Cortland again to start. But can we all collectively agree that Cortland's answer is the right answer? Can we just all collectively agree that when he yeah. says it, it's the right answer,
2: right? At least I have a couple Cortland. of backups at this point, so it's fine. Uh, I love um, seeing
0: Casey down there. We got
5: bam, bam. male wrestler of the year, it is obviously Brian Danielson. Be-be- and... It's not just by what he's done in the last few months. You can run back to this man participated in the Royal Rumble. This man main-evented WrestleMania. Yeah. He debuts at All Out. He main-events and opens multiple shows for Dynamite and Rampage. He does a 30-minute draw, an hour-long draw, the biggest ratings for the company for those time slots. And then he has... the. This feud with Dark Order that just goes above and beyond. He has this match with Minero Suzuki. Uh the match with Nick Jackson. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ, Nick Jackson. Thank you for putting King on
1: the match. Yes.
5: Because it's so hard to find someone that's a tag team wrestler like that to be able to get in the ring with someone like Brian Danielson. And the only person you can pick to do it is Nick Jackson. Um but second to that. I also have a runner-up, and yep, both of them are in AEW, and a lot of people that listen to the show will be surprised by this answer, but Kenny Omega is my runner-up for Male Wrestler of the Year. It is obvious the numbers do not lie. This man is the belt collector. Uh, Just five stars everywhere he went, wrestling three, four different companies a night, jumping from a squared circle to a six-sided ring, not missing a beat. Um, With one arm. With one arm, mean to mind you, um, he really did it all for us this year, um, and I feel like if anyone really deserves a fucking thank you for what you've done this year, it's Kenny Omega. Because oh, Alex is pissed Holy in the chat. You
2: fucking just you broke the chat Alex, again for just a- yeah, pure. Alex and Jordan are just like like amazing they like. I
5: know. I'm surprised at my own answer. Trust me. It's I am. It's, like right. I said, the numbers don't lie. And do I feel like a lot of times Kenny Omega pisses me off? Absolutely. I wish you didn't stand in the ring for two minutes fucking Kamikami Han and doing all your Goku shit before you decide to jump out of a ring that one person is having to sell
1: Take him up. Take him Take him until you get there.
5: <laughs> um, yeah, it's up and over, not fucking Barry with a shovel. Um, <laughs> but like, just... Props to Kenny for beating his fucking body to shit for us this year. And that's pretty much all I got to say about that.
0: Let's go with... uh Man, I know this is polarizing. I'm looking for a fight, y'all. We're <laughs> going with Ethan up there. Look at him jumping. He's like, yes, please give me that shit.
3: Give me that fucking shit. <laughs> um, no, Brian Danielson, I mean courtland said really at all i mean what i want to i'll the way i'll approach it um i keep a list i keep lists all the time as the years go on in wrestling of like every match uh that was three and a quarter or higher i keep a list of like top 25 wrestlers of the year and i shuffle it as the year goes on okay this person they're a little better than this person shift shifted up for most of the year uh brian danielson wasn't on my radar he was in the top 10 or 15. Um, you know, he main have been at WrestleMania, you know what I mean? He did the Royal Rumble, you know what I mean? He did a lot of good shit in WWE that I don't want to go on, uns- you know, I want it needs to be talked about. But for the longest part of the year, my, and these are my three runner-ups, I'm going to just toss them out and not really go into them that much. But all year, to me, it was a toss-up between three guys. Until Danielson showed up and had this run in AEW, and then that combined with the WWE shit, it was like, this- there's no other pick. Um, but those three guys were Kenny Omega, Shingo Takagi, and Roman Reigns. Those were the three. That is yes, just between yeah, yes. yes, because and with those three, Cortland once again detailed the Kenny, the reasons behind Kenny. They speak for themselves. Um, Shingo, you know he carried New Japan on his back from the Cobb match to the Osprey match. You know, Abushi got hurt, Osprey couldn't make it in. You know, all everyone got hurt, Shingo was there. You know what I mean? He took it on his back, he wrestled all year and busted his fucking ass. And he deserves the recognition. Uh that alone almost made me pick him, but you can't deny Danielson. And then with Roman Reigns, the guy's having the, the improve- best year of his career. Huh? Yeah. Is that the
5: improvement of yes, Roman dude. Reigns? It's insane, yeah. man, just to watch his mannerisms, the storytelling in the ring, these promos. It's really hard to like to for a lot of people that just like No matter what, want to shit on Roman? I get it. I spent the last fucking how many years shitting on him, but dude, you just can't deny how good this story is, man. The booking, you know, it's it's his delivery, but the way
3: they're handling it, you know what I mean, and the way he's executing how they're handling it, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean. Like this dude, keep that fucking strap on him because there's nobody that deserves to take it off. No,
1: nobody.
5: And as long as he keeps going over people like Kevin Owens, he keeps going over people that you want to have the belt. Like right. Cesaro, give him that title shot, dude, and make him fucking beat Cesaro for thirty minutes straight. Make mm-hmm. it undeniable. Make him fucking use one foot for the pin for all I give a shit. Yeah, I, I want this to go as long as possible to make the internet wrestling community that much
3: more mad about. <laughs> but yeah. It's so Portland like shows violence. Great. It's and, and so the thing great, is. Man. I've been on the, you know what I mean, for a long time I was like, oh, fuck Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns was born, you know what I mean? I was just indifferent. And I'm not saying that I'm over here right now saying Roman Reigns is one of my favorites to watch, but my thing is I love good, simple fucking booking, and, and they're fucking killing it. You know what I mean? Like, why, who should be champion besides that guy, man? You know what I mean? People can say it's repetitive. It is repetitive, but, dude, whenever they find the right person at the right time to take that fucking it's gonna They are gonna have a fucking star right then and fucking there. Casey
2: Hunter Hunter wrote Roman smokes mids.
4: I just (laughs) thought enough. He probably probably does. He probably does. Nah, man,
5: the dude's in remission. He's smoking down, bro. Yo,
4: look. <laughs> Trump
2: <laughs> Trump Trump was like, huh? He had leukemia. That's messed up.
0: Chef. Yeah. <laughs> fucking asshole. Oh, chill out, chill out. We're chill. canceled. It's over.
2: Easy. Hey, <laughs> see you later. Bye. Be- <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: But no. but,
3: yeah, I'll I'll wrap. You know, Brian Danielson is my pick. I just wanted to shout out those those runner ups because I think Brian Danielson, as the unanimous wrestler of the year, explains itself. You know, I don't want to. You know, beat the dead horse. Yeah, I agree with all three of those picks.
5: I think they're phenomenal picks.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Pat, Pat, you got you got some eyes on you, bud. Let's get it done.
5: Eyes
1: on me. There's nothing really to add. Brian Danielson is the wrestler of the year. Um, if I had to have a runner-up, I mean Kenny Man, Kenny. What Kenny? Let me tell you something. Before this year, I didn't like Kenny Omega at all. This house
5: shit on Kenny Omega so much
1: so much so much um (laughs) and it wasn't even like it wasn't even like i didn't like him i just couldn't watch kenny omega matches it was just it's just too much for me like the fucking the posing and the fucking shooting and i just couldn't do it this year it was like that was one of the only wrestlers i really wanted to watch was kenny matches it's just like and then when you see the interview that he had about his like health and stuff and you find out like everything he's done this year he's done with like a fucked up shoulder and he's basically been doing all this with one arm not being able to lift people like it's it's more than impressive it's like god shit like that's like goat activity and now uh, the, your finisher is the one wing angel and you're pulling that with one with owner. one like, get the wing, fuck yeah. out of here dude with one wing get win. the fuck out of here like <laughs> it's like, it's insane. like goat, goat-esque gear Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danson excuse me had a goat-esque gear I watched you Cortland do.
0: almost do it, too. I watched Cortland have to, like, get it in his head. Like, Brian Danielson, right? That's the I watched the process <laughs> in his head for a
1: I'm going to just... Can I call him Lloyd? Can I just... <laughs>
3: there you go. Lord. <laughs> uh, one thing on the Kenny thing, too, that I like to mention, too, is just seeing him transition from, you know... The thing about Kenny is... You know, I don't want to touch too much on what I'm going to mention later. But, I mean, that guy went from being a star in Japan to being an American television wrestling star. Mm-hmm. And that's a big, big, big jump. Yeah. And for him to transition nationalities and just the entire presentation of himself and sell it the way he's done, I think that's what's probably won you over. You know, I mean, putting him yeah. with Don Callis, you know, he, he presented himself as an American wrestling heel yep. on TV you know and hey really? can we talk
5: about for a second don Callis i hate this man <laughs> with a burning passion i've hated him since he was fucking cyrus the motherfucking virus, virus. Bro. fucking cyrus the goddamn network yeah. like I, uh, and he just makes me hate him so much but the more i see him oh, every God. time i see him in this ridiculous pink ass suit that he's worn for 3 months fucking straight it's, but, it's endearing you know, it, baby it's awesome. Cause I'm like, dude, there's no one I want to hate more. <laughs> he is the, the best
2: captain. worst fucking manager and it's great. Uh, dude, <laughs> it's
5: awesome. If he carried around a whistle like Bill Alfonso, I'd probably kill him. <laughs> I'm like, I hate you so much. Like you've taken all the things I hate the most in wrestling, which is yourself and the whistle and combined it. <laughs> Good Lord.
0: All That's right, amazing. well now we're gonna move on to uh Mr. El Gordo Bam Bam Gringo down there. It's gonna make my name just
2: extra long. Easy. I'm just gonna keep adding <laughs> on it. Just keep adding at it. Um. Yep. So, this might potentially be controversial. Uh, although I do agree that Mr. Danielson deserves all the love in the world, uh, I had wrote down Kenny as one of the second, like, second or third things that I ever wrote on this list. And it all mm-hmm. does stem through the fact that, like, yeah, that motherfucker was hurt the whole year. And, yeah. like, we're talking, like, he put on some amazing matches and he couldn't lift his arms past his shoulders. <laughs> like, and so yeah, it's one of those things, like, we've we've all gone over it so we can kind of speed these up. Uh, my honorable mention is going to be Shingo. Um, yes. If you what a look, fucking year, man. If you look at, like, like, I said, when I was looking at matches to try to find for, for reviewing purposes, multiple lists, Shingo was on there five, six, seven six times. times, yeah. Like, And we're talking like five and a quarter, five and a half, six. Six and a half. Is what we're sitting at for all of these matches. And it's like, yeah, I unfortunately, Jesus Christ. I just look over and all I see is tattoo your head. (laughs) Tattoo your head, Casey. (laughs) Talking about Bam Bam. Good shit. But it's like, it's like, I haven't gotten the, the privilege to watch all those matches yet. But like, just for the sole fact that it's like, yeah, Japan was in fucking dire straits and for this guy to just kind of come out to where like i didn't really hear anything about him like prior to this year so for him to be like i'm fucking like i am taking this shit and i'm gonna be the guy and then yeah like all of us together have now watched just the offspring match that you had mm-hmm. that you had told us to watch and like jesus christ like this guy is yeah. deserves everything
3: it's, it's insane mm-hmm. to me because shingo has been the hidden gem For so long, because like this dude's been doing this shit like 2009, first Dragon Gate USA show. Him and Brian Danielson had a five star match. Um, You know what I mean? It's like he's been killing it for so long. But when he's been in, like I said, you know the Japanese wrestlers are so loyal to their set promotion. And he was a Dragon Gate guy. He came up with Shima. You know what I mean? He trained in the Dragon Gate dojo, and he was that for like 15 years. You know, but Dragon Gate is such a you know small and niche. Yeah, yeah, it's that little thing, you know what I mean? And seeing him, that's why it means so much to me to see him have this year and beat Osprey. You know, a lot of people say he's a transitional champion or he's this. I'm like, man, this dude is a fucking world-class dude who's finally getting the chance to, like, be the top guy in the biggest company in Japan after...
5: It's a disservice to him and, honestly, I feel like a lot of companies... it's a disservice not to have that many years under your belt and that many matches and you're not going to put the strap on him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, over time, you can look at, like, that's why people argued for Bobby Lashley. That's why people still argue for Shelton Benjamin. That's why people still argue for people like Cesaro is because you've put the work in for so long and it's like you never get your flowers until people are like, holy shit, you've only held... A title for this uh, maybe this one time and then you got people like natalia how many times has she held a title oh, y- twice. you know and it's like mm-hmm. you've been Dots. in a company for so long man and it j- it's obvious that at some point like companies are working against you and not with you because yep. if you have so many people backing you and them never giving it to you in the end it it hurts a lot of people. Like I feel like Shelton Benjamin should already be a four-time, five-time world heavyweight champion for every single
1: company.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's- I love it. All right, y'all. That leads me to my pick, I suppose. Mm. I agree. Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega should be up there. I'm going to make a strong case for another man in AEW, and his name is John Moxley. Let's talk about Mox's year. He was the IWGP United States heavyweight champion, brought that thing over, defended on New Japan Strong, defended it in AEW, gave the spotlight to some of those guys, and was able to give it to a transitional champion to get it back to Japan. You also have him representing for GCW on numerous occasions, right? Did the, uh, the no-fan, uh, blood sport in, uh, February with Davey Boy Smith Jr., uh, Beat him by knockout. Then you also had him uh, take on Josh Barnett in their like, return back uh, during WrestleMania week, which is a, fucking, a violent fucking match. That Josh violent.
3: Barnett match, you, if y'all haven't seen it, you have to see it. No ropes, just them beating the fucking dog shit out of each other for like 10 minutes. It was short.
0: But Dude. I think the important thing about Mox's run through the year is how many times he wrestled on dark, dark elevation right putting okay. over younger guys that and he put on good matches these aren't just like squash matches the entire way like he's putting on decent he's giving a with lot these guys. he's giving a lot right and he went out and i mean put on for eddie kingston right this mm-hmm. is a guy that was just your champion at the end of 2020 right just he was the AEW world champion mm-hmm. is now paired up wrestling in matches with Eddie Kingston putting on classics, right? Five-star matches potentially. You have him defending other companies belts, wearing other companies hoodies to to bring more attention to other people and other company. For me, it's an easy easy pick for John Moxley. He's a crazy human being and he just deserves everything, man. He had one of the best death matches in, the, in like of the year with Nick Gage, at, you know, in October. Um he went on, he you know, wrestled, uh, again, we talked about Minor Suzuki's run. Suzuki and Lance Archer had matches against Kingston and Moxley multiple times. Um, This is a guy who, uh, I mean, it's all going to be a what if, right? But what if we did get Mox Danielson, which is where they were heading, for All Out? Like, what if we got that? Like, would he be in that conversation at that point? And, uh, man, I just have a lot of love for Mox because he put a lot of people over made everybody look great and just whooped ass everywhere he went um so strong case for john moxley uh being my wrestler of the year yeah right. Get well soon john straight up mm-hmm. and with that we have reached the penultimate award to give away are you
3: lighting a fucking candle me yeah Oh, no, I already have one lit, but I'm just on my computer. Sorry.
2: I just saw, like, the glow off of his arm. Like, he's got lotion on his legs. He's got a candle lit. Got the French toast candle burning. We have reached
0: our our match of the year. Hmm. And I'm going to start with Mr. Casey El Gordo Gringo. What did you pick? as your match of 2021
2: I'm going to start with my honorable mention cuz I don't feel like it should have been a sleeper match because it has it has every right to be up there in in match quality uh Osprey versus uh Shingo is my honorable mention I thought it was great um I picked Danielson versus Omega and it's one of those ones where it's like, does it seem kind of obvious? Does it not seem kind of obvious? I understand we have some love and hate for people that are involved in that match. <sighs> I guess like the way I always break these down, because I have a really hard time giving matches like five stars and above. Uh, but like the commentating was perfect on it. The match was fucking perfect. The crowd lost their motherfucking minds from before the bell even rang. Like, these guys, it was just, like, collectively, it's just one of the best fucking matches I've seen this year. And I'm like, oh, I'm just, like, bummed that Omega's hurt, so we can't get a rematch of it yet. It was only 30 minutes. It was on fucking television. (laughs) Like, we just, like, it's, like, everything collectively, I'm just like, fuck it, like, this should have been... Yeah. It, it it was great. It can continue to be great. It's it's my match of the year.
0: I love it. I love it. Pat.
1: My match of the year, honorable mention. Um first. Um my honorable mention is going to be ah, damn, I don't know, man. Evil Marie I've versus been... Dewdrop. I've been not nah, I've been interchanging these two choices all day of what's going to be my pick and my honorable mention. So, I'm going to cheat and I'm just going to have both. <coughs> uh my honorable mention, yeah, I'm just the honorable mention is uh Adam Page and Brian Danielson from what, last week. Not uh, Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. That's uh, that's my honorable mention for match of the year. My match of the year is the fucking cage match the young bucks and glute bros That is what my match of the year match to see man. i uh i've watched it three four times now have watched it back yeah. a few times and um each time it's just like it's, a, it's an amazing match dude um i i even tried to the last time we watched it not like like i tried to like nitpick the fuck out of it and i just couldn't i just that's i love that match i could watch it any day it's probably one of the favorite matches i've watched in a long time so yeah it's my yeah. match of the year
0: there's a yeah, near fall I in that match. First. Yeah. There's a near fall in that match where uh they're pinning Pentagon, like the Bucks are pinning Pentagon, and Phoenix just got fucked up but he still dives in to make the yep. save. And I'll man, tell you what, man. Like... At that moment, I don't think there was a single ass in a seat in the now arena, <laughs> man. Everybody was standing up like, "Holy fuck, this is a It was such a cool <laughs> moment, man. Such a cool moment. Uh Cortland. Go ahead, bud.
5: My honorable mention is the all-out steel cage match between the Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks. It's phenomenal. It's uh, probably up there with one of my favorite, if not the best steel cage match ever done, Um, especially for a tag team. Jesus. And that long, uh, given that time slot, that spot, dude, just it's hard to top it. And it was already a hard card for them to try to top, right? and they fucking pulled out all the stops and in innovated spots that we never knew were possible. Um, I mean, fucking Matt Jackson put thumbtacks on the bottom of the fucking Dior's. <laughs> Dior One. So, you know, like, you know, yeah. it's just, it's unbelievable. Good stuff. Um, my number one, Mike mentioned this match earlier. This is the match that holds up dear to me for some weird reason. I don't know why it's so special to me, uh, I've talked about it several times in the last few weeks of Pat, and I've teared up talking about how great this match is. And it's Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker in the Lights Out match. Yes. Um, I can't okay. stress enough the storytelling between these two. Um, and we're going to get, just like we have Stone Cold, the bloody face with Bret Hart at WrestleMania, just like we have that photo, we have that photo of Britt Baker. Yeah. Um, it was the background of my phone for months Uh, I can't say enough great things about this match if you haven't seen this match you are missing out you have to go see it Um, this match I feel like really put AEW's women's wrestling on the map and that's why I give a huge prop to Thunder Rosa for making it possible Um, I hate that Thunder Rosa said that she feels like she was disrespected after this match like, she didn't get what she deserved, like, the respect she deserved. Um, and that's completely fair. And uh, I try my best to give her credit where it's due. Um, but for me, the the MVP uh, for, honestly, this whole year, and that's why it was hard to do male and female wrestler of the year, because if it would have just been wrestler of the year, it would have been Britt Baker. Um It's plain and simple, man. She knows where the camera is at all times. She works it so well. Every match is the perfect placement. She knows where she's at. And I feel like she's just making stars all around. And, I mean, you see it in the Tay Conti match. Um, Like I said, Thunder Rosa match. The, The day that her and Chris Statlander go 30 minutes will be... Will be the night that we're all talking about. Chris Statlander potentially being one of the best, and it's only going to be because Britt Baker was one of those people Ooh. that got her to there. That's
3: awesome. and that's
5: not saying anything bad about Chris Statlander. Um, I just think that Britt Baker legitimately makes the best look their best. Period. Hey,
0: okay. I like it. Hey, I like it. Oh, diversity. Ethan, I'm going to save you for last, sir. Um, I've I've debated this internally for a little bit, right? Um, but man, I after watching it, uh, dude, Shingo versus Will Osprey,
1: bro, bro. There yeah. wasn't uh, listen, bro. bro.
0: I want to give a couple shoutouts, right? One, Danielson Omega was fucking awesome. Two, the steel cage match, fucking great. I already discussed the Thunder Rosa match and Britt Baker match. All three of those matches, I went five stars on. That's important yeah. to know. I also want to shout out because I went back and watched the hour-long draw between <clears throat> Hangman Page and Brian Danielson, and I was critical about it when we did the uh, we did a pod about it. Yeah. I was very critical of it. Um, that was the perfect match for an hour-long TV wrestling. Match like that was flawless. There's no better story to tell, right? It, it was perfect cadence. Everything was great. So I take back all the all the bullshit I said about it being a weird little spots. It felt great rewatching.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But there wasn't a better wrestling match than Shingo versus Osprey this year. No, there wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't a better match than Shingo Osprey this year. I mean, the you're storytelling like clinic, yeah. the pacing of New Japan matches. I've just come to realize I love it, man. They yeah. tell their story early and then it's who the fuck outlasts the other. Yep. Yeah. And boy, Oh boy. Was this a clinic, man? This was yeah. fucking awesome. A, a match that if I decided that I wanted to break a scale, it'd probably be the only match I ever break the scale for, but I'm sticking right at five stars for the only match I'll ever break it. Um, that I've ever seen. And, uh, it was fucking great, man. I don't see how you could go any other way, but I do understand the argument of American wrestling with Brian Danielson having... I don't think he's had a match below four stars yet in AEW, okay. so uh, tearing it the fuck down. But like I said, Shingo osprey if you point out a better match than that in 2021, I'd love to watch it because I just, don't see it.
2: Just the the, the back-to-back shooting star presses... Spot. the shooting star it's pressed ridiculous on a drape, yeah.
0: Oh, dude, it was on a drape, <laughs> oh, so weird, and then he hits it again. It was just, uh, dude.
5: I, to me, I just want to talk about the spot in this match. It meant so much like the the clothesline, the kick out, and then you have uh, Osprey leaning on the rope, exhausted, completely drained, and talking hits the rope which turns Osprey around, hits him for this clothesline that turns him completely inside out. Osprey lands perfect, doesn't tuck the knees, doesn't tuck anything, just flat, Flat. perfect. And this three count couldn't have meant more, man. You had every – you look in the crowd, there's people (laughs) grabbing this rail, and they're squeezing it so tight because they're so ready for this three count, and they still don't get it. And guess what? There's another 20 fucking (laughs) minutes (laughs) to just Oh yeah, yeah. dude. But, yeah, and, and that's it didn't for a table spot from the apron. The thing it's is,
0: it, even with all of that, it still didn't overstay its welcome. Nope, nope. nope. not for a second. That's I the literally important watched that thing.
1: Twice. I watched it and then watched it again. Like-
0: it's forty five <laughs> minutes long, man. It's so long.
1: I watched it on my phone because I couldn't Chromecast it. I can't
5: understand. That website. I gonna... watched it
0: I watched it at fucking three o'clock in the morning last night. And I had work at seven. I watched <laughs> it then and then I watched it as soon as I got home just to validate what I thought. Did you watch no the better... Walter
5: Dragon match?
0: I watched it live. I need to go back and rewatch it. Um uh, oh, okay. but I did watch it happen because I was like, eh, that's just fine, I guess. But uh man. No better match that happened this year on planet Earth.
2: Unless Ethan has something else to say.
1: Nice Ethan it. has something for us.
3: I, I, I will <laughs> say it off the bat. I don't have anything different than anything that's already been said. Um, but I do, before I get into mine, I want to say I'm so glad that, uh, that Shingo and Osprey is getting as much love as it is. I'm so glad Shingo in general is getting the love that he is. Because, man, that dude's so fucking amazing. And I. that's why I picked it as my sleeper, because I'm so glad I sent it to you guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I didn't, Glad did. I didn't know if you regarded as highly as I did because you know I know y'all don't watch that much Japanese stuff. But I was like, no good and well, they they're gonna love this shit. Like they've got to. It's just so,
4: tough, man. It's
2: it's yeah. It's like mostly like the scheduling of like they're like, oh, we're going live, and it's fucking two in the goddamn morning. Like oh it's, yeah, it's yeah. brutal. But every time, I don't think a single one of us can say like we've like, watched a, a Japanese match and been like meh. Like they're all
3: fucking amazing. No, it's just like it's very, really hard to to keep up with them. Definitely. Yeah, because um, I mean they do
5: fucking so many events just like back to back to back to back to yes. back. And it's like I gotta stay up for four days or three days to watch Wrestle Kingdom from yeah, like three Wrestle- in the morning until <laughs> nine
2: AM. Well it's like you have Wrestle right. Kingdom uh, It's like fucking two or three days long, and then it's like it's they have like they, it's like three days long and then they have like the tour of fucking Wrestle Kingdom that goes like to all the different oh, yeah. islands. So it's like it's like yeah. three and a half weeks of Wrestle Kingdom. You're like, I don't oh, yeah. know what happened anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ethan, Ethan, before you dive in, I just want to touch on what Kevin Kelly said after the three p- the three count on that match. He said, we're prisoners of the moment. I've called Omega and Okada. I've called Tanahashi and Okada. I've called Jane Abushi, but this is the best wrestling match I've ever called. Holy mm-hmm.
3: shit. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking egg. That's awesome. It's just wild That's to crazy. me because the comparisons it's getting, but it doesn't get that praise. You hear Okada and Omega, but you don't nearly hear as many people talking about this Osprey Shingo, but you know, once again, the scheduling makes it weird, but I mean, I would put it right up there with Okada and Omega, and I went five on both, but just insane. But, um...
2: (laughs) Alex just said, I just realized something. Ethan struggled so hard to say La Resistance, but could pronounce all the Japan shit with precision.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? I'm a mark. Um, so, my Fuck. pick for match of the year is Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega from the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Um, okay. My reasoning behind it, and it's really tough for me now, though, because Mike Mike laying out how good Shingo and Osboro and I was talking about it, makes me want to pick that because I was so close to picking it. But it's hard for me sometimes to like to fully connect with some Japanese wrestling in the way that I do American wrestling. Just the language barrier, the cultural difference, you know what I mean? It's hard sometimes to get as fully invested. And I love Japanese wrestling. Um, but I'm going to stick with what I picked. Um, and I want, I knew several people might pick this. So I tried to bring in a different perspective to what it meant to me and what I feel like it meant as a match. So for me, this match, you know, Page and Omega was the culmination of what AEW has been. This Omega-Danielson match, to me, is the culmination of what wrestling has been in the last 10 years. Where it came from and where it's at now. And the reason I say that is, to me, when I watch this match, and mainly when I watch that opening clip, when that bell rings and that crowd's going nuts and Kenny's got that look on his face, And Danielson smirks. Like, it just sends goosebumps up me every time. Because to me, that tells so much of a story. Um, And to me, watching it back, all I can think of is, you know, back in around 2009, 2010, Danielson was wrapping up his tenure on the Indies. And he went into deep water. He went into WWE. Kenny Omega, around 2009, 10, moved to Japan. A whole nother... Deep water to dive in. And now, here, 11 years later, both men went in that deep water on total different sides of the world. And they changed wrestling mm. in both sides of the world. Kenny went to Japan. He learned Japanese. He lived in Japan. He fucking got New Japan and Hot Topic in America. You know what I mean? He got, yeah. you know, a fucking billionaire to want to fucking start a company to rival Vince. Like and then fucking Danielson. He turned WWE inside out. He fucking made them put him in the main not even him making them like he was so fucking good that the fans made them put him in the main event with Batista and Triple H. Two people that you never would have seen. Fucking Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan yesing and acting goofy, being in the caliber of. These two dudes fucking You see them Fucking in 2009, you know, I know Danielson had already made a run for himself, but still, you know what I mean? The casual wrestling fan, that's not what... In 2009, your average wrestler wasn't guys like them. You know what I mean? And so... Sorry, y'all got me distracted. I knew you were looking at something in the chat. But anyway... Christ. So my thing is... is going nuts. For these guys to do what they're doing... What does she do? That's fine.
4: Okay.
3: Okay. For these two guys to do what they're doing, or do what they did, jump into that deep water come out as superstars and now they meet here in AEW something that wouldn't have existed if it weren't for Daniel Bryan going to WWE and showing people hey and I see him punks attributed to it too but in this case we're focusing on Bryan showing people that hey there's these guys out here that aren't big they aren't flashy but they can't fucking go and that, that, that's a short, you know, description of what I feel like Brian Danielson proves to the WWE universe or whatever. And then you have Kenny, a guy who goes to Japan and, and is very weird and quirky and loves video games and likes to wrestle dolls. The next thing you know, this dude's fucking having some of the best matches of all time. And now you're here in, to me, a universe that these two guys created by fucking changing and wrestling. Literally. Because, you know, not guys. to go off on a whole nother Huh? not um, to keep going too, man. Too. Not, not to go off on a whole other tangent but to me there's a number of people who changed wrestling in the past 15 years and these two are one of them you know I would say Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, CM Punk and the Young Bucks really fucking changed wrestling and to me this is the culmination of everything that's fucking happened you know what I mean if Punk leaving wrestling and Punk coming back you know what I mean just all this stuff is now here and these yep. two guys are here, and when that bell rings and that crowd goes nuts, whether, you know, I don't want to speak for 10,000, 20,000 people, but, you know, whether those people knew or not, I felt the reason they're so hyped is because they're like, damn, dude, this is where we're at now. These two guys, you know what I mean? That They're now back here, and they're fucking superstars. Like, you know, it's just, to me, that's what made it so special, whether we all realize it or not, is like, damn, these guys changed fucking professional wrestling, and now they're here in an environment their hard work created. 20,000 in a fucking arena in a company in America that's not WWE in 2021 who would have ever fucking thought? Like that's why this match to me is so monumental because you know Shingo and Osprey, the works fucking phenomenal, and the story's great, but to me Danielson Omega Arthur Ash will live forever. As and you know, we may not realize it now but I feel like in 20 years people are going to look back and be like holy shit, man. That was like one of those moments where these guys, you know, we really realized what we had on our hands and what has happened in the past decade of wrestling. So I love it. I love it.
0: Fellas, we have been live for, for three hours, almost on the dot. Is there anything any of you four would like to add before I get us the fuck on out of here? Um, I just
5: want to thank everyone for being here. Casey touched on it earlier. Um, starting this, uh trying to start this for years now and finally being able to make everyone's time kind of fit and um me finally convincing Pat to do this with me so I didn't venture into this alone. Um, it just means the world that not only... This year bring me my beautiful daughter, but it brought me closer together with one of my oldest friends in the world, which is Mike. Um, It's made my connection with Ethan and Casey even stronger. Pat and I bond even more than we already have over the last five years um, through pro wrestling, which is something that we both have enjoyed our entire lives. And to do this together and shit on old stuff and love new stuff. Um, It means the world to me. It means the world that we get to do these lives and rampage reviews. Um, I can't imagine a better group of people to do this with. And I'm glad that 2022, there's going to be a new face of this podcast. There's going to be a lot of great things that are coming. And I can't wait to release all this. And, you know, just I'm really
0: excited for this next year. Calendar year's ass. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna I going to delete love the you episodes. guys, man.
1: I love you, you guys. guys.
0: Uh, I, case,
4: love you. Here, I love open
0: you. Here's the hope that we get we get weekly uploads uh, in case <laughs> he doesn't decide to to delete shit. Going um, into business for myself, pal. It's the truth, bud. Booker <laughs> man over there. Um, all right, guys, let's get the fuck on out of here. It's been three Dude. hours. Um, I have been in this fucking ski mask and I am sweating like yeah, a I bitch. Commend a, you uh, for that. You know.
1: You're not the only nice. one who's worn a ski mask for three hours. I have not hit no licks. <laughs> I got my fucking uh, Pfizer
3: booster shot before this, and I'm sweating my Jesus ass off. Christ. I'm probably about to come down. So Probably about to come. <laughs> um,
0: all right, guys. Uh, if you're still here, thanks for listening to another podcast. Firstly, we appreciate you guys sticking in here for three hours, sticking with us live. We hope you guys were entertained. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, If you guys have questions or if you wanted to argue your point on one of um, feel free to hit us up on twitter at up and over pod that's where you'll find all five of our social medias as well mm-hmm. um on twitter and on instagram and tiktok at up and over pod um for pat for Cortland, for ethan and bam bam bigelow himself i'm mike we hope you guys enjoyed your stay and we'll see you guys again next yeah week. yeah